Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, excitement personified. Yeah. All right, Mike Dell, are you there? What? I'm here, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who'd you book for the show? Oh, I thought you said Jim Iovino was coming on. No, he still hasn't gotten back to me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, see, I was waiting. I was like, well, I'm not going to ask anybody because we've got Jim Iovino. He's very busy. Uh, Mm. He's part of the 1% now. So, very busy cocktail parties, yacht trips. I could see that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Lolita Express. (laughs) That's exactly right. Uh, did uh, you hear from Brandon? I did not. Hmm. I did not. However, though, Tuffy yeah. and Jank are on hold, so they know what that means. Oh, hey. All right. So Tuffy and Jank yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. T-E-J. Well, Tuffy, yeah. Tuffy's been AWOL for a while. I don't know. What well, he was on two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago. All right. And we time. knew he wasn't going to be there last week. He told us he wasn't going to be there last and, week. And I, I feel really bad because I, I really did nothing all week. Uh, the, the work's mm-hmm. been light, so, you know, just a little bit of work here and there. I, I've just been I've been doing nothing, really just nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't normally I did, do. I, I did leave that. Well, usually I'm working all the time. But I, uh, I did leave the house. Uh, I didn't leave the house the last two days, but. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and there's three days, Larry. I left the house five times. Oh my God! Yeah, I doubled up. That's a hat trick. Yeah, but yeah, because it's always my goal to leave the house at least three times a week. Now that's my new goal. So I I knocked that out of the park in the first three days. So I've just been coasting since. I haven't left the house mm. in three days. Yeah, you're like playing with <laughs> house money and stuff. They say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you say you leave, you left the house, like, are you counting like running to the post office? Well, yeah, anytime I leave the house. Uh, but I went and shot hockey. I, I try to go and shoot hockey every morning now. When I wake up, I'll, I'll just go uh, and shoot the hockey. Is and it morning? Home, don't you sleep? Don't you get up at like well, three? My schedule's a little weird now. Uh, lately, I've been waking up around ten thirty or twelve. 
somewhere. That's, mm-hmm. that's morning for me. And All right. Um, I'll go and shoot, and then I'll uh, come home. And then on Monday, I uh, then I went later in the evening to uh, the health food store. Oh. So then <laughs> Tuesday, I went to shoot Tuesday, but they had all the roads. They're tearing up all the roads around the deck hockey rink in Twin Lakes. So they actually had the entrance to the rink blocked, and I couldn't get in. So I just turned around and went back home. But that counts. That counts as leaving the house. <laughs> yeah, that does, yeah. <laughs> then Wednesday, I went and shot a little bit. And uh, then later that evening, I went to John Eagle. <laughs> so three hockey ring trips and three right. grocery store trips. Uh, mm. I mean, not the most exciting <laughs> outings, but it's, it's baby steps. Well, uh, I, I got the hockey gloves now, so I can, like, shoot harder and stuff. So it's fun to shoot. But here's the thing, though. The, these last two times I went out there, there were, like, some high school kids there. Some toughs. Oh. You know? <laughs> no, no. They're <laughs> just some kids. But they're like they're down the rollerblades, and, and I'll just shoot good on the other end. And shoot. But I can't. I, I didn't run the uh, the suicide thing. I was trying to get in shape, you know, by running more. But I'm not going to run in front of the kids because I look like an old man trying to run. So I'm not going to do that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's I'm, a good idea. I'm embarrassed. But I, I do feel like um, my legs are getting stronger, and I feel like I could probably run if like someone was chasing me. You know? All right. It's uh, unlikely in your house, but okay. <laughs> but I, so I just go out and I, I just take a lot of wrist shots. And I'll tell you this, Larry: when, when you don't play hockey for about 15 years, and then you start taking wrist shots and slap shots, yeah, yeah, that's a whole other set of muscles, you know. And it's uh, yeah, I, like my, my I would imagine sore forearms. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I hear yeah. you. Now, do you talk to you the shot? street toughs while you're there? <laughs> no, no. I mean, they just, uh, like, I, I, one of their pucks came down, and I shot it back, and they're like, oh, sorry. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it, dude. No big deal. <laughs> you, know, like, I, you, you ever check any of them? Like, why don't you slap some blades on and just <laughs> put somebody into the boards? I, it just reminded me of, like, when I was their age. Like, that, this is what I'd be doing, too. I'd be showing up at, at the rink, just shooting all day. And, and then I would imagine, like, if I was their age, and I looked down and saw someone my age, <laughs> what would I do? Oh, I hear you. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, well, look at this fucking old guy over here. I don't even know what a fucking hockey stick is. Oh, what were you? Did you watch the Penguin game when they won the cup a couple years ago? Now you're a huge fan. Uh, that's what I would be thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. should. Uh, Remember I should when we used to maybe? I'm sorry, but maybe if there are some street toughs there the next time, I'll, I'll, I'll take a little poll and ask them, like, you know, who their favorite players are. I'm always interested in what the kids – I bet the – do you think uh, – outside of the Penguins, who do you think they're uh, – McDavid, uh, Nathan McKinnon? Brad Marchand. <laughs> I guess McDavid would probably be tops. Yeah, probably McDavid, Austin Matthews, you know, that goalie down in Tampa maybe. <laughs> or you mean Kucherov, not the goalie really. Probably Kucherov. Oh, oh, I thought he was the goalie. I have no idea. <laughs> I rarely watch sports. Baseball's about yeah. the only thing I, I watch. Still haven't watched the baseball game in almost four years. And I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like it. Oh. It's relaxing. When was the last time you, you shot hockey, Larry? Like uh, You wound up with oh, a big slap shot of yours? Yeah. Uh, it's been... Well, let's see. <laughs> Nick and I... It's been almost <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> well... You were at the one happy birthday, baby Jesus. I sat in the car. car. 
Well, no, oh, there was no, one time I did shoot remember, a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, because remember you and Frank got into a fight. Remember that? Yeah. And, like down in the corner, we have a photo of you guys all beat yeah. up and everything. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Uh, yep, 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 yep. That was the last. Maybe that time, was about. Yeah. That was probably about nine years ago. Ten years. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I should have put Frank down. <laughs> right down in there. Um. You remember when, when I used to manage that rink in Murraysville and we would play till like yes. two a.m., three a.m. It was that's, so awesome. That's where I met you. That's where I met you. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a nice rink. I've never been to the so, they like that rink, like down the uh, like what a couple of streets down or something around the, the bend. Corner. I've yeah. never been there. Have you been there since they moved it? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh well, this uh, nope. <laughs> this rink at Twin Lakes, it, it's nice. It's like the blue deck, color deck. Oh, and, uh, it's, oh I was envisioning asphalt. I didn't realize no, it was an actual like sport court type of thing. Huh. Yep, and it's blue. That's and, fancy. Uh, yeah. um, they don't have mesh like around the outside. It's uh, it's all uh, cyclone fence. So it's like you're in a hell in a cell like, when you're inside there. Oh, like chain link, you're saying? Thunderdome. Yep. Yeah, chain link fence. Nice. Yep. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Now, have you have you uh, you know jammed a ball into one of the diamonds on a missed shot yet? <laughs> no, no. You know what I'm saying? Like you shot over the net, yeah. and hit the fence, and stuck in. You haven't done one of those? No, no. I, I don't know if uh, I guess it could be possible. I'm trying to think how big the little holes are in the chain link fence. But uh, it, it's a it's a nice rink, and all the boards are like really nice. Uh, like I'm. I can't remember the Murraysville one, but the Belmont deck was wood and, you know, all warped and everything. But these are like actually, like ice hockey boards. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had ice hockey boards in Murraysville. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think George Kirk, the guy that owned it at the time, I think, you know, he used to work with the Penguins, so he probably just stole it from the Civic Arena. <laughs> no one's looking. He's like, <laughs> he was pretty shysty. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, that's. That was my week. But the whole point of that story mm-hmm. was to say I've done nothing all week, yet I still did not do any preparation for the show. No, that's true. <laughs> but Well, I mean, you went ten minutes on doing nothing, so you did stuff. Yeah. I, I, I did eat some new food. Um, I got some uh, pasta made out of red lentils. All right. I like lentils. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, it tasted all right, but it, it really... You could really taste the lentils. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lentils are there, good, there though. A point, there was a point in my life uh, when I was living down at Squirrel Hill where pretty much all I did every day was eat rice and lentils. Mm-hmm. That was very cheap. You know, you could, like, a bag of lentils is like, what, a dollar? And they could last a long time. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're essentially eating rice and lentils now, except it's brown rice, pasta, and tofu, but it's still the same goddamn meal. Now, when you eat red lentil pasta, does it make your poo look red? <laughs> no. Yeah, not at all. All right. Uh, I, I've, okay. also, I've also been on the good bean again, Larry. I went back to the good bean. I've been eating a lot of the mm. good bean. And, and here's what I did. I got some the other day when I went to Johnny Eagle, got me some of that vegan ice cream. And so now I, I put the the good bean in the vegan ice cream, and that's delicious. Like crunchy. You know, and a little salt mixed in. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah that's, nice. you, know, you know what else is good about that vegan ice cream? No chance any of these millennial fuckwads are going to take the lid off and lick it and put it back on the shelf. There's no chance of that happening. 
You see that's a, <laughs> you see that's a trend happening right now, Mike Dell? No, I did not know that was a trend. Yeah, this is this is like some kind of trend where there's all these fucking millennial jackasses go into like grocery stores and they take the lid off the ice cream, lick it, and then put it back on and stick it back in the freezer again. That's disgusting. Um, I hear well, you. Well, the good thing about the good thing about this vegan ice cream, it's got a little uh, plastic thing over top of the ice cream. You have to peel that mm. off. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you don't want any of them soybean byproducts escaping before you, you know, you, you want it fresh. I, I also, what, uh, what oh, I made a was vegan it? lasagna. I made a vegan lasagna this week, too. That was something. I, well, I don't know about, I love vegetable lasagna. I don't know about <laughs> vegan lasagna, per se, but vegetable lasagna is the bottom. Tofu, fake cheese, the marinara sauce, the pasta. That's all. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. And uh, over here next to, I'm looking at it right now, I have a bag of plantain chips that I haven't e- eaten yet. Mm. So maybe later in the show we can bust open the plantain chips live on the air. Did you ever figure out what that root was? No. Uh, yeah, Larry and I were talking earlier. A couple weeks ago on the show, I tried a new snack chip, and I thought it was like made out of some vegetable. And Larry looked it up, and it was a woody shrub. And neither one of us can remember what it was. <laughs> so if, if, you, if yeah, anyone out there can remember what it was that I ate a couple weeks ago, Please let me know. I, I, have, I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. I'd go back and look for it, but I, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I can't listen to this show. It's terrible. All right, so since we since we don't have a guest, we, we don't have Brandon, uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk to before? Because we're going to bring in Tuffy and Jank because, you know, they're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, fuckos. Don't think you're just free <laughs> riding else? and shit. Is there anything else you'd um, like to discuss before that? I mean, no, not necessarily. Oh, yeah, here, let me just <laughs> say uh, real quick. Uh, I haven't sent the Funkos out yet because I forgot, oh, but I will get to it. I swear to you, I will. All right. So, just just an update in case, you know, people I, are... You know, I saw someone on the, on the little wrestling board. They posted a picture, I guess, WWE shop is selling a, a two Funko pair Rick Flair and Charlotte Flair, and they're painted gold. Oh. Huh. Interest mm. interest you at all? Thirty dollars WWE shop. Not really. I'm a I'm I'm right. I'm about funkoed out at this point. I should hope so. Yeah, I yeah. kind of I they I they just really just pissed me off with the oversaturation of everything. Yeah, I hear you. They're every fucking where. All right. Um, all right. So, are we bringing them both on, or who's first? Let's, let's bring on. Let's bring on Tuffy first, because we haven't talked to Tuffy in a while. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Tuffy. <laughs> he's crying. <laughs> Tuff, Tuffy's living it up. I don't know what he's doing. He's... Tuffy. Hello. Hey, there's Tuffy. Are you driving? No, I'm, uh, I just finished golfing. I'm leaving the golf course. Oh, all right. Well, we don't want to keep so you you're driving. on your way home. Or... Yeah, so you're well, there. I'm getting in my car right now, and there's like a high school reunion going on at the clubhouse or something. So that's the <laughs> band in the background. <laughs> nice. Oh, I see. All right, well, we, well, we won't keep you if you, you, know, you want to get home. But uh, I'll be just, home in uh, what... 10 minutes. So. Oh, all right. Well, then we'll check back in with you later. Because I have not been watching Big Brother. So have you been watching it? Yes. 
All right, well, then you and Larry can talk to Big Brother. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring Jank on because uh, I finished watching Jessica Jones. So I want to talk to Jank about Jessica Jones. But, um, yeah, so, all right, Tuffy. Well, you get home safely, and then we'll check in later. All right. All right, all right Tuffy. Love you. Tuffy is on his way home. There's a high- hey, Larry, did you ever go to a high school reunion? Fuck no. There's no fucking <laughs> way I would ever do that. Yeah, there's no, no. I'm pretty sure the people I went to high school had no idea I was there. <laughs> so I don't think they even mm. remember me. The people I went to high school with were so fucking dirty and rotten to me that I would never <laughs> want to associate with those motherfuckers again. <laughs> I uh, I got Fuck I was sick Fuck. a lot in high school, so I really wasn't there much. <laughs> so I really don't know mm. if they would remember me. Um, all right, uh, let's bring on Jank. Is, is he is he there? Yeah. I think so. Jank. Am I? <laughs> Am I <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You're not getting out again. You, sooner or later, you're going to learn not to call in on Friday night. <laughs> Just wait till it's yeah. later. Because we never have anything. Are, are you free to talk, Jank? Or do, do you have sure. Because we've got some, some things to talk about here. Uh, we'll do Big Brother later when Tuffy gets here. Uh, but I finished watching Jessica Jones, and also uh, Larry and I have watched two more episodes of Twin Peaks. So we can get yeah, it. I'm excited about that. And I watched Stranger and, uh, Things. Oh, I did not watch Stranger Things. Ooh, the whole season. But Jank, I also, I also yeah. watched Veronica Mars. Nice. Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know uh, what should. How be far into first. it are you? I've never seen it. Uh, I'm about maybe eight <laughs> episodes into season one. I think uh Well let's just three, start there then because Jank and I have never watched okay. it, so why don't you explain okay. to us exactly the premise, the feel and that kind of shit. All right, well uh Veronica Mars, I believe they did three original seasons and each season has about twenty episodes or something. And then uh they did a, a movie and then Jank, remember last week I was saying there's something coming to Hulu at the end of the month. Well they did a season four, eight episodes oh. of, a, of a fourth season that's gonna be premiering in a couple of weeks on Hulu. And Veronica Mars is on Hulu. It's one of those shows I've wanted to watch for a long time, and I could never find it anywhere, so Hulu finally got it. Uh, it was created, Larry, by the same guy, I believe his name's Rob Thomas, not from Matchbox 20, a uh, different guy. <laughs> and uh, he he also uh, created my beloved Party Down. So you know right now. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, oh. So, uh, yeah, I, I never had the vibe this was as funny. I, it's humorous. I mean, it's not a straight comedy, but there's humor in there. Uh, okay, okay, so it's basically like an updated version of Nancy Drew. Like, you know what I mean? Like a, I guess it came out in like 2004-ish. And uh, Kristen Bell plays a high school uh, senior, I believe, at the time. And she's in this rich, richy, rich, like, California town. Uh, so everyone at her high school is either really rich and snotty, or they're the people who work for the really rich families. You know, so there's like a huge class disparity. And uh, her dad was the sh- is the sheriff in the town. And so, you know, she's not rich or anything. Uh, but there was a big scandal in their town uh, about, I don't know, six months or so ago before the show starts. Uh, her best friend, played by Amanda Zyfried, you know that girl? Yeah. Zyfried? Yeah. Uh, her best friend is murdered. And her sheriff father, who is played by, if you guys ever watched that show, uh, Just Shoot Me? Do you remember that on NBC? David Spade, Wendy. I remember Morris. the show. I never watched it. Never yeah. watched yeah. it, yeah, but I don't remember. Well, the the photographer guy on there, Elliot, uh, he plays her dad, 
and uh, he's the sheriff, and he believes that um, the murderer of Veronica's buddy was actually the girl's dad, and he, like, accuses the dad of killing the daughter. But then another guy confesses to the crime, and they have evidence for the guy, and so it causes a big scandal, and uh, his his father her father's discredited, and he's kicked out of office as the sheriff, you know, and he becomes a private investigator, and she kind of helps him with as a private investigator, like running the office and stuff, but she likes to get involved in the cases, and, and also at the same time her mom just ups and splits, and just abandons them and leaves, no reason. And uh, so it's just her and her dad. And I guess they've been, it's probably been more than six months, probably been a year or so since this all happened. And she was also dating her best friend's brother. And they broke up uh, around that same time because of all this nonsense. And so she's kind of like an outcast in the school now because everyone loves that guy, her ex-boyfriend, and he's part of the Richie Rich crowd. And uh, so she's like ostracized from the school. And there's all kind of rumors about her going around that she's a slut, Larry. So everyone has all these. Uh, um, oh yeah, she's just yeah, she's a pariah. <laughs> um, so, but each episode, uh, it's just her doing it. Like it's involved in another little case. You know, each episode is a self-contained little story of her getting involved in a case. But there's also two overarching, longer mysteries that get played uh, each episode too. One, who killed her friend, and two, what the hell happened to her mother, and are these things intertwined? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really well huh. done. Yeah, and like, and Kristen Bell's tremendous. She's very good in everything she does. Um, but yeah, she's really well structured. You know, if you wanted to start a series, you need a likable protagonist. And right away in episode mm-hmm. one, within the first two minutes of the show, it's beautiful how they do it. Like she's just, uh, you already know she's a likable protagonist, and you're just you're on board with her right from the start. They do a couple little tricks. Uh, you could use this to teach a writing class how to do it, and it's tremendous. And then, but the the fact that they plot it that way with these two overarching mysteries to carry through each episode, uh, it's so well done. It's just really well plotted, really just good. Everything. I, I highly recommend Veronica Mars. Of course, it's high school okay. kind of stuff too. So, you know, I could care less about high school, but uh, it still is just very well done. Big thumbs up huh. for Veronica Mars. Yeah. <laughs> so these are actual cases that involve the cops that she works her her way into, or like someone stole my milk money. Get on the case for uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. Sometimes it's like kids in the school are having troubles, and she investigates it and you know helps them out. And then sometimes it's people come to her father with a case, and she like gets involved. But uh, so it's a little in. bit of a mix. What's that, Larry? Butts in. She butts in. Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, <laughs> All right. But it's uh, it's really good. And Kristen Hill's tremendous. <laughs> no, no, Larry. No. We're, Man, we're on the like vagina. He was on the CW. They're not just going to show naked ladies. No badge? No. no. <laughs> Maybe in season four. Now they're on Hulu. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. yeah maybe a butthole. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Never know. But, uh, yeah, Ow. so if you got the Hulu, if you're Veronica Mars or Whirl. Thank you. Enjoy. I just may. Hmm. Yeah. You know I love Kristen Bell. I'll add that to the list. Oh, she, and she's great. And I guess, Larry, even though she's playing a high school girl at the time, she was 24, so you're all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no worries. 
Um, yeah, so there it is, Veronica Mars. Uh, Larry, you said you watched Stranger Things. You guys, I did watch that, but you know, before we get to that, you know what I'm watching now? I found a gem on uh, Netflix. It's on the Netflix, and uh, so I put it on. It's a movie called Caddyshack 2, and it's far <laughs> superior to Caddyshack 1. Yeah. What? Yes. So... I've never seen it, but I've heard it's one of the I've worst movies ever made. I think this is the third time I've watched this in two weeks. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I love Caddyshack too. I don't know why. I know it's like it's not a great movie or anything, but it's fun yeah. and it's definitely better than the first Caddyshack. Caddyshack one's just so <laughs> overrated. Like it's the first okay. Caddyshack is great. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Jackie Mason? Jackie really? Mason in it. <laughs> Don't sleep on Caddyshack 2. That's all I'm saying. No, you can sleep on it. Just... Randy, yeah, Randy Quaid's really good in it. You can just go ahead and hibernate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right, what about, what about yeah. Stranger Things, though, Larry? Yeah, I watched Stranger Things last Sunday. I, I marathoned that thing. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's all right. Like it, it was fine, but unnecessary. Hmm, a endorsement. <laughs> yeah, like it was solid enough, except like, well, this is the same shit you did in season two, though. It's almost like the same thing as season two. <laughs> but this time there was a mall. Yeah, this time there was a mall. The mall, the mall stuff in was Russian. cool. I like, you know, I, I remember the eighty-five mall. Yeah. Yeah, there is a, a, a tie in this season with like the Russians, and they're trying to break through to the upside down. And I don't know. Here's the thing, though, Mike. Though <laughs> I don't know if you're going to watch this or not. Um, but at the end of the season, last episode, they're all all oh, hell's breaking loose. There's creatures everywhere, and the lispy kid has a fucking girlfriend. All right, and. <laughs> Don't like, you dare mouth this season, part. This is the best part. So, <laughs> during, like, the first episode, like, Lispy, friend, or Lispy Dude's girlfriend lives somewhere in Utah or somewhere. Like, she's states away, but he, he concocted this big fucking antenna with, like, a, a ham radio kind of setup to talk <laughs> to her. So... You know, he's up there on top of this hill, you know, trying to, hey, Susie, Susie, are you there, Susie? Well, Susie's not there, okay? So immediately I know, okay, so Susie's going to be the key to this whole thing at the end of the episode, or at the end of the series. <laughs> so we get down to it right at the end of the, the big climactic fucking thing, the thing I said eight hours for, and so... <laughs> The monsters are chasing everybody down. You know, Hooper's almost on the verge of death fighting a guy. And, you know, they're waiting for this code. Hooper needs this code to open some kind of safe or I don't know if it's a control panel. I don't even remember what the fuck it was. So yeah. I don't even remember how they – the number they're was trying to blow up the machine. It, yeah, the number is – the password to put in this machine to blow it up is Planck's constant. But none of them can remember what that number actually is. They thought they knew it, but they were right. wrong. Okay. So no internet, right? So Lispy calls Susie, and finally Susie <laughs> answers on the fucking CB radio. 
Lispy tells her, "Hey, listen, I need that fucking number. We, we you know, the the world's about to end here." So fucking <laughs> Susie says, "I'm not giving you the number till you do that thing." And he's like, "Oh, come on, I can't do that thing right now." And she's like, "Well, too bad you ain't getting the number. I'm out of here." So he's like, "Okay, hold on." And he goes in and he starts singing the theme song to the never ending story. Now, <laughs> the problem is, is it's not like a 10 second thing or whatever where they're all like, shut the fuck up, we need the number. They sing the whole <laughs> fucking song. It's like a two and a half minute musical uh, number right at verses, the climax of the fucking season. It is so fucking <laughs> stupid, it takes you out of it. And it, it was just so fucking unnecessary and dumb and corny and ridiculous. <laughs> Didn't take me out of it. It took me to cloud nine. That was the best <laughs> part of the whole like, <laughs> At first I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I was like, is he singing the never-ending story song? And once again, what makes it even worse, though, is it's not like – it's not like Lispy really ever references that him and Susie have this thing with this movie. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. And if he did, I missed it. But, like, you know. It, uh, I don't think he did. But if, if, we didn't see anything with them in summer camp, so we don't know what their things are. Even if, like, when he's, <laughs> what kind of kinks they have. When he's talking to his friends, his mom. Like, if he would reference the never-ending story and this connection to Susie – I might let it slide a little bit, but A, there was none of that, and B, you sang the whole fucking song. <laughs> Nobody well, I mean, he didn't even want to sing it because they were around, because he, clearly he was embarrassed that this was their thing. It's not something he would have told the other kids about. <laughs> right, and, and, and you know, in a situation where they're at, like, somebody's birthday party and this comes up, hilarious. When the world's about <laughs> to end, it makes no sense to me. It was just fucking stupid. <laughs> Well, again, it's not like she knows everything that they've been through. She doesn't know that the world's actually on the line here. But he knows. I'm sure. He could just say, listen, we are going to (laughs) die if you do not give me this number right now. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, well, I loved it. It was a solid scene. Because I love that song. I liked it. (laughs) I liked liked to see. I'd give it like an 8 out of 10, but... Once again, it was. Wow. Yeah, if you watch season solid. two, you kind of watched season three already. <laughs> there were different parts good, about the season I didn't like as much, but overall, right. I think I liked it. Um, like the Jonathan and Nancy storyline with all the newspaper shit, that just mm. kind of went nowhere and was boring. So um, dumb. So <laughs> I didn't need that at all. That angle. I hate that kid. Yeah. I, I fucking. I want that fucking kid to fucking. Take it to the upside down. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Can't stand that dude. Yeah, that he's get, he seems to be getting good. worse. Yeah, Steve is like my favorite oh, character yeah. now. I think. Yeah, he was great this season, and I didn't know that like that other girl that worked at the ice cream shop was Ethan Hawke's daughter. Because I was like, I was googling is her. It really? Like, eh, let me see. Yeah, but yeah, it's her. Wow. I think who is? I, I don't know what her name. Uh, uh, Steve, Steve was the douchey was... boyfriend in the first season. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But he's pretty cool. But he's kind of turned things around and become like a good dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and who's yeah, the guy that cool you hate, now. Larry? Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Winona Ryder's other kid. 
Yeah, the older brother. Me- uh, like Remember the, the one kid got stuck one? in the Upside Down world and his brother was left behind trying to find him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He always kid, looks really emo. and. Yeah, he looks like uh, Norman Reedus's like, aborted fetus. <laughs> All right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I buy that. Huh. I thought Hooper... Hooper's kind of like a cartoon character now, where he's kind of like <laughs> the bumbling idiot sheriff, the stereotypical, like, you know, the donuts and that kind of shit. Like, he's not he's not as heroic anymore as far as a character goes to me either. He's kind of a goof. I mean, they would kind of play that up in scenes, but then there was also scenes where he was very on top of his shit. Uh, like, he would know exactly what to do. Like, with that Russian guy, he's just like, yeah, he's not going to do anything. Like, <laughs> he basically let him try to run, and then he realized that, you know, oh, he's not actually going to yeah. go anywhere because he can't. So there's moments where he definitely showed he knew what he was doing. It was just kind of the interpersonal stuff he's not very good at, which makes sense for his character. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. It was something to watch. Yeah, overall it was pretty good. I didn't need so much of uh, Lucas's little sister. Uh oh yeah yeah she was kind of like D from What's Happening. She was like real sad and (laughs) mouthy and shit. She was I liked her. She was even more bitchy. (laughs) Yeah, I love D from What's Happening. Oh, D from What's Happening is one of the greatest sitcom characters of all time. (laughs) No doubt. She's an all-time. Yeah, I I agree. This one, not so much. (laughs) Oh, you didn't like her? I liked her. No, it wasn't working for me. Uh, Like, I like good comic relief, but when it's bad and not working, it just, it's the worst. Uh, All right. But, (coughs) I don't know. It was good enough. Yeah, I probably won't. I never watched season two, so I doubt I'll watch this one either. I don't know. Yeah. No, well, you could just watch season two and then be like, "Well, I watched season three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did uh, finish Jessica Jones this week, though. I uh, plowed through yeah. season three. Um, the Larry, final season. Any of it? Nah, I didn't even watch season two of Jessica Jones, so I probably won't watch season three. All right. <laughs> uh, here, here's what I'll say about season three, Jank. Um, it's not terrible. Uh, but it's not great. It's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's about like what the, I thought. You know, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like season one of Jessica Jones, it was so. Uh, even though it had a lot of flaws, there were so many iconic, awesome moments. Like. Yeah. With, uh, was there? You know. I think so. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> I did like a. Because I can't think of one. Moments. There's not uh, great. other than Luke Cage fucking her, or was that in Luke Cage? <laughs> no, that was in Jessica Jones. But Kilgrave. Like, All right. Other than that, I don't remember ep- anything. Episode one ends with those uh, parents just shooting themselves in the elevator or whatever, and, and Kilgrave yeah. doing all kind of crazy shit with people and making them put Kilgrave's their hands in the Kilgrave's power is really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, he really did it was work great. pretty freaky in the way he was using them, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot. There's uh, a lot of great stuff in season one. But when I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. in season three, I was like, well, if I put a list together of top 11 moments from season three, I got nothing. I really can't think no. of anything that was really, 
iconic or memorable or it was just so who's the villain just there the the villain was a fella based on Fool Killer who is a Marvel comic uh, character uh now I yeah. really don't have a lot of history with Fool Killer Jack but I just remember seeing him in the old days he he kind of dressed like a uh Tampa Bay Buccaneer kind of guy <laughs> with his big hat and a feather <laughs> and, um uh, like, yeah. what, what can you tell us about the Fool Killer character from Marvel? Uh, I mean, I'm not super familiar with him. I'm more familiar with his recent days where he was kind of one of Deadpool's mercenaries that would all dress up like Deadpool. Um, oh, okay. But he would kind of go around and kill people for people people that he thought were fools. Um, and that was kind of his it's MO. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Which he doesn't do at all in the show. Um I don't know. He kind of does. Like, he kind of, like, picks people, like, like he's a serial killer who targets people who uh, he thinks have cheated somehow or, like, gotten cut corners. Did he ever like, use the word fool once the entire season? I don't no. believe so. I don't I don't believe so either. Yeah, they they could have at least yeah. done that once. <laughs> That's someone called yeah. him. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's just, in the show, he's just kind of a serial killer who kills... You know, people who think it's cheated, but not even in interesting ways. So it's like, well, this is complete waste. <laughs> and, and then he the just spends like, the entire uh, season getting off because they can't pin it on him for some reason. So it's just yeah, basically the entire like, season, like, the villain is it, just it, red tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very stupid. Because, like, the whole time you're like, well, well, Jessica Jones knows this guy's a serial killer. Yet now they're trying to play by the rules all of a sudden. Like she knows yeah. she's going to be murdering other. Like just punch him in the face, get it over with. Like the, he was never a. The biggest problem with the whole season is the villain was never a threat to Jessica Jones. Even though he stabs her in episode yeah. one and <laughs> kills, takes her spleen out. But again, that was a huge problem <laughs> because this guy is supposed to be so smart and so much smarter than everyone else, and he plans these intricate murders and everything. Yeah, he goes up <laughs> to Jessica Jones's office, knocks on the door, she answers it, and she stabs. He stabs her in the belly. What? <laughs> what? That's so fucking stupid. And then leaves the guy he was there to kill. Yes. Yeah, because he wasn't even supposed to kill that after the other guy. So instead of waiting, you know, like, oh, 20 minutes for them to quit banging and then that guy to leave, <laughs> like, just, like, kill him then on his way out of Jessica yeah. Jones' place. But no, he knocks on the door until Jessica opens it, and then she's stabbed her. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. Um, so that really hurt yep. the season. And then, like I said, he's never a threat to her, and it seems so obvious that he's the killer, yet no one else can – I don't know. It's just nonsense. <laughs> like, it would have been so much yeah. better if, you, if there was some doubt whether he was the killer and, like um, – and then he was manipulating things more. Because uh, one of the dumbest scenes ever probably committed to uh, a TV screen was that uh, – also, Larry, even though he's he's already accused of being a serial killer, and they find all these dismembered bodies in, like, a train car like – a train uh, but he gets out of, of jail um, because uh, on whatever bail or whatever, and uh, he, he immediately starts coaching a 12-year-old wrestling team. That he, that's what he does. He coaches <laughs> wrestling. So, so he's just at the next practice coaching these 12-year-olds, even though he was all over the news the last few days being a, a suspected serial killer. Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, keep keep coaching these 12-year-olds wrestling. I'm sure no one will have a problem <laughs> with that. So then Jessica Jones shows yeah. up at the wrestling practice, and he calls her in. He's like, yeah, come on in, come on in. And she walks in, and they they just have an impromptu wrestling match in front of all these kids, and there's no explanation. He doesn't tell these kids like, "Oh, 
I want to show you, teach you something on this 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 hot young lady here that who no one you know who she is. I'm just going to start wrestling a woman right in front of all you kids and their parents. <laughs> no explanations, nothing. And then Jessica Jones proceeds to like mop the floor with them. It's just so fucking stupid. So stupid. Yeah. Like, like it seems like it was another one of those things where like. Her, if he's going to see her wrestling practice, you think he'd start freaking out like, "Oh, she's stalking me. She's flipping it. She's pursuing," you know. But no, he just he becomes the asshole and he treats her like an asshole. So the, why would anyone watching this not think he's a serial killer? You know, yeah. it makes I don't know. It was so stupid. No one would believe it that he was a serial killer for some reason. But yeah, if Jessica Jones or anybody does anything, they immediately turn on her. But yet this yeah. guy with tons of evidence against him. No, no, he's definitely a saint. No one would ever yeah, think it, bad of him. It's just so the villain was terrible. And then uh, the other villain, Larry, is Trish. Remember Trish? Hellcat? <laughs> Patsy Walker? That, Trish. that blonde-haired girl that kept, like, getting in all kinds of fucking situations? <laughs> yeah. Well, in season two, she's she's obsessed with becoming a superhero, so she goes through this experimental thing, and she gets superpowers. So uh, it, which basically she's just really agile and quick and uh, uh, somewhat strong, but not as strong as Jessica. So And she yeah. basically becomes the Punisher in season three. And she's just going around murdering criminals. And uh, the, the serial killer guy kills her mother. And Jessica Jones is like foster mom. And, and then Jessica Jones spends the rest of the season protecting the killer from Trish. Which, you know, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. sure. But you already know he like, murdered her mom. Wouldn't you be like, all right, well, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, he murdered your mom. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know. I would. So it just Jessica that's Jones the thing and is, Trish fight at the end? Yes, that's like the big yep. – like episodes 11 and uh, – what are there, 12 episodes? 11 and 12 are the – like it's Trish and Jessica basically. I think it was off. 13. Okay, well then 12 and 13. The final two episodes are like basically the yeah. squaring off. Um, and then, the, you know, another thing that was fucking stupid is uh, – well, that whole subplot with Hogarth. Um, what's her name? What's that girl's name? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. Moss. Um, Carrie Ka- uh, right? Ann Moss. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. Um, like they have this huge like she gets so much screen time for this fucking stupid subplot that really <laughs> it ties in a little bit at the end, but nothing really important. Like I, it's, no, I know, it, it was just a big waste of fucking time. And then how fucking stupid was it when uh, the the detective guy? This, this real gruff detective uh, from season two and just helping out with Jessica. Suddenly, just out of the blue, like episode 10 or something, you find out, oh, he's gay and he's adopting a baby with his partner. <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is that? Like, it just That's comes out real of shoehorned in there. Yeah. It, has no, it makes no sense. It has no no uh, bearing on the story whatsoever. And... uh what? This guy's gay and he's adopting a baby with a dude? What is happening? Where did this come <laughs> from? I I don't know. It's just so fucking strange. And then um and then uh, the end with the end with Trish. Hogarth is trying to get Trish out of the country, so she takes her to some place where she's like, Oh, we're gonna put you in a uh, this guy can ship you into Canada. All you gotta do is get in this coffin. It's like a suited like a decked out coffin with you just gotta stay in here for 17 hours, and you'll be all right. And what? And and so Trish, again, Trish is trying to evade the police and get out of the country. And she goes, "All right, yeah, lock me in this coffin, and I'll just sit in here for 17 hours." 
Like <laughs> they could just like close the lid and call the cops. Like she she would trust them. To, like it, none of it made any sense. None of it no. made any sense. I don't know. Fucking stupid. <laughs> but that said, Kristen Ritter is really good. <laughs> I don't know. I like sure. Like it was, I mean, I felt like. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like even with Kristen Ritter, though, they didn't give her as much. They didn't really give her any good lines. Like normally, she her like sarc- sarcastic attitude kind of leads to some good zingers, but there really wasn't anything this season. Um, there was like one. I liked one moment where her and uh, Trish were still buddies and they're like partners and uh, they're investigating things and uh, they get out of the car to go into the building and she turns and says, "Hey, Patsy." And uh, Trish goes, oh, what? He goes, exactly. Because she she's trying to tell her, you know, you can't come in. Everyone will recognize you. I thought that was a nice little moment. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, there mm-hmm. aren't a lot of uh, big memorable quotes or jokes or – I don't know. But still, Kristen Ritter is always nice. Um, again, it's not she terrible. Like Cage? Uh, no, she fucks another guy. Um, but you don't really <laughs> see it. Uh, oh, what about okay, Malcolm? Show up? This guy was like a crack addict in season one, and now he's like James Bond yeah. by season three. I, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know. None of that makes any sense either. This guy. I don't know. No. And and why does Jessica he have a secretary? When did that happen? Did she have a secretary in season two? Like what? Uh, I don't think a, so. Yeah. This yeah, I think that money just started up. this season. But why? It's not like Jessica's making a ton of money. Is Jessica really the type of person that would have a secretary? I, I think not. <laughs> I think no. I don't think she would. Well, they made it seem um, like she was just showing up even though Jessica didn't want her there. But she yes. must have been paying her something. <laughs> yes. It makes no sense because Jessica is not like she's rich. She doesn't have a ton of money. And she's paying for a secretary. Um, yeah, there's just so much stuff that didn't make sense. At the same time, though, it's not terrible. I mean, like, I think it's well sure. done in terms of, like, acting and most stuff. But just, I don't know. It's not awful, but here's, it's not good, you know? <laughs> here's the thing. I think I hate this, why I hated it more so than you have. is because I've watched all of these Marvel <laughs> Netflix shows, and I'm just so sick of it being the same goddamn thing every time. Every season and every one of these shows is just like, I don't know if it's right to kill bad guys. I don't yeah. know. And then that's the, the whole struggle every season of every one of these fucking shows. I, I don't care. Just pick one side or the other. I'm not saying every hero has to kill their villain, yes. but just pick one and stick with it and move on that's to something else. If you don't have any other things to do in the show, don't have a show. That story, that storyline of whether to kill, it's perfect for Daredevil season two with Punisher and Daredevil because they're the exact yep. polar opposites of that argument. Daredevil law and order, Punisher outside the law, Perfect, but yeah, anyone else discussing it like Trish and Jessica don't need to be having that discussion. <laughs> they got other things they can worry about, about. With Jessica, it's all about is she a true hero or is she not a hero? So, but still, it, they could have done a better job. I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's fine, but like, I'd give it like a five or uh, you know six. Probably a five. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just for, especially since I think they knew this was going to be the last season by the time they they did this one. I feel like they could have come up with something a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I guess, uh, oh, two other things. I guess that one guy who could sense the evil people, that's based on a character, too. I had no idea. Mind Wave. Did you remember that guy? Oh, jeez. No, I never even heard of him. Yeah, he's based on a Marvel character named Mind Wave, who I had no idea. Um, and also, do you know who plays Patsy's mom on the show? Uh, I do not. 
Is it Kelly Rebecca Clarkson? Rebecca de Mornay. Rebecca de Mornay. What? I've seen her be. Really? <laughs> Rebecca de Mornay. I had no idea. Risky and then I, I was just looking wow. up IMDb. Uh, what was I looking for? Something about these episodes. And I saw Rebecca de Mornay. I'm like, what the fuck? I had no idea. <laughs> That's Rebecca de Mornay. Wow. Is she looking she, bad? You went downhill. I mean, well, she looked like an attractive older lady. Um, th- there is that one episode where they go back in time and, like, when Pat's a kid, and they do, like, DH her somehow with technology or something, and she does look like Rebecca de Mornay. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how they did that. But uh, I just uh, saw her in a movie a couple of years ago, uh, Mother's Day. So you think I, yeah, would I was going to say I saw that. But <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. So, so I think if you're watching the Jessica Jones, definitely watch season one. That's it has a lot of flaws, but it's still really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Season two is not so right. uh, fancy or flashy or anything, but it's uh, it's a solid. Yeah, I really liked season two. It's solid TV, and season three just watch it if you like Kristen Ritter and, as Jessica Jones, and you want to finish it out. But don't go out of your way to watch it. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, it's not, uh, not that great. So I hear you. Know. Um, should we try to pick it up? No, not yet, because I watched something else. Uh, I found a movie on Netflix the other day. It's called, uh... Caddyshack 2. I had to write it down. It's called Caddyshack 2, (laughs) and it is good. Uh, Jackie Mason's in it, Chevy Chase, Randy Quaid. It's very good. Jonathan Silverman. Um... I watched uh, Nick and I watched American Horror Story. We the other day we were off Monday. We took Monday off, so Nick's like, we should just fucking watch something, just binge something. So <laughs> we used to watch American Horror Story, you know, but the seasons always suck. So <laughs> we watched. All uh, I recall, all I recall about American Horror Story, Larry, when you, we first started doing the show, I think you were watching it. Yeah. Uh, so that means it had to be on a long time. And you always talked about some red-haired... Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alexandra Brackenridge, I think is her name. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. She was yeah. amazing. I lo- oh, my God. She was amazing on that show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. She was really the only reason I was watching. And she wasn't in it that much, but there was always the hope she would pop in. Because when she was on that first season, she was always in some kind of slutty position or always just like – she's just such a hoe bag, and it was awesome. But um, It's weird because so, they kept bringing most of the people back each season as different characters, but I don't yeah. think she was ever on there again. I don't know why they got rid of her. Yeah, I hear you. Maybe she was really, you know, fucking everybody. Who knows? I don't know. That's just <laughs> speculation on my part. Jenk, do you do you watch this show like regularly or no? Uh yes, I had watched every season when they were on. <laughs> all right, well, so it's been a while, but so, yeah, I've seen them all. I know, like we, I think we finished season one, and I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then I think season two, maybe we watched the first four episodes, and then I was like, fuck this, this is fucking stupid. And same thing with season three. I think we started it, and then I was just like, this show's just so fucking – it just never – it's it's so weird it's not enjoyable at times. Yeah. Like, it seems like they go so out of their way to be so over the top and stuff with, like, you know, oddities and murder. And a lot of the time, it's like, like, this show doesn't make sense. 
So, anyways, <laughs> long story short, we, we tried season seven, Cult. Did you watch Cult? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Not my so, favorite. I didn't. Okay, so here here's how I feel about it. Here's here's the premise of Cult, Mike. Though. Uh, it's okay. the, it's you know the thing with American Horror Story is most seasons you know you can just like if you just want to turn season five on you're fine because they they don't really have anything to do with each other that much like sometimes there is a tie-in but it's like if you were a new viewer you you would never pick up on it and it wouldn't like inhibit what you were watching so we just jumped into season seven cult. And, and what it is is like it starts off the night Donald Trump gets elected, and okay. how you know, you know the, the you know the the hard rights are you know, super excited and the the liberals are crying and all all kinds of stuff. So the main kid who's in you know pretty much every season of American Horror Stories, he basically yeah, starts this. Yeah, Evan Peters. Yeah, uh, he ba- it, was he Quicksilver. In the Marvel movies, yep. that's him? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah only the X-Men movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, the yeah, X-Men. Yeah, that's not the, yeah, X-Men. Um, he, he basically starts his own little cult. And, you know, it, so basically what he's doing is he, he drums up, you know, this cult and shit, and then he, he sends these people out to just start murdering everybody. And at the same time, while he's doing this, he's running for, like, local government. Like, we got to, you know, we got to stop this violence. And, and, you know, eventually he's working his way to be in the White House himself. Like, this is his long, long-term plan. Like, you know, okay. I'm going to be a local kind guy. Kind of Batman Returns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Penguin's, like, having his circus gang cause all these problems and then running for mayor. To be like, I'll stop the circus yeah. gang. <laughs> So, within this, you know, within this plot of this cult, there's like, there's so many like fucking other stories going on. But there's this lesbian couple who are played by Sarah Paulson is like she's the main lady of the show, and then her wife is Allison Pill, who played the drummer from uh, Sex Bob-omb. We are Sex Bob-omb. One, two, three, four. That, that girl. Um, okay. And there's a thing with them and the kid. They have a kid, and they, you know, they eventually end up in the cult too. And it's just a, a long con game. And so Nick and I watched, I think, the first nine episodes on Monday. We just watched it all day, and we got it was like nine fifteen, and I, we got done with episode. I think there was eleven. We got done with episode nine. And I was like, I, we got to turn it off because I'm going to be up all night watching this. So I got to go to work in the morning. So <laughs> we ended up not watching it Tuesday. So Wednesday we came back and finished the last two episodes. So when I got to the last two episodes, because we were pretty into it at that point, like the first nine episodes were solid, and then I thought like the last two episodes were really like kind of a letdown, you know what I mean? Yeah. For all the good shit that was leading up to it, he kind of was just kind of like, you know, you ever have like, you know, you ever been beating it and like, you know, right at, right at the end when you're like, oh, here we go, and then it just comes out and it just goes like, Pfft. that's kind of like what this <laughs> is like. 
<laughs> you know, I don't know. It was fine, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so. <laughs> Most of the seasons, yeah, solid. don't ever stick the landing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just gets out of And then he starts, like, he starts this hallucination thing where he's, like, communicating with Charles Manson, but he's Charles Manson talking to himself. I don't know. It just got a little weird. I thought, like, all right, here we go. You you always have to get too goofy with it. Because this was the first (laughs) season that wasn't anything paranormal-related, like supernatural theme. This was just straight, you know, just straight-up real life situation and then yeah, I don't know, it kinda got weird at the end and I was I was disappointed at the end. Maybe it Yeah, ended. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's higher than I would have been. He was it. really good though. <laughs> he was really good throughout the season. I thought that Evan Peters Yeah, he was great. And uh there's a lot of yeah. Billy Lord in that season, so that's never a bad thing. I don't know who that is, but that's Winter. Oh Carrie uh yeah, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh, that's Carrie Fisher's daughter? Yeah. She was on oh, Screen I had, I Oh, I, I never really watched that. Huh. I saw she's in the new season, but, like, Evan Peters isn't in it. Uh, Sarah Paulson isn't in it. Uh, Jessica Lang isn't in it. There's a new season? Like, coming out still? Yeah. I think all done. Yeah, September, something like that. I think it's called uh, American Horror Story 1984. Oh. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I love 84. That's the best year, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. So, yeah. All kinds of good shit. Um... All right, you want to get into Twin Peaks, Jank? Are you, are you <clears throat> sure? Did you rewatch three and four? I sure did. Well, uh, again, technically they're episodes two and three because the pilot is episode. It's very confusing. But uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it's the third and fourth episode we've watched, though. Yes. yes yeah. Okay. Uh, but Larry, since, since we're making Twin Peaks a big thing this summer, like we're, we're dedicating a, a large punk chunk of the show to Twin Peaks. Why don't we have like a theme song or something to play to start these segments? You know. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make one for next week. Yeah, get on that because I don't want to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, <laughs> I cut the grass today, so I got nothing to do this weekend other than lay around and scratch. My <laughs> All <balls>. right. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe put something together with the, with the Twin Peaks. All right. So yeah, uh, episode two. Even though it's the third thing we've watched. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we get uh, it. It's it's called Zen or the Skill to Catch a Killer, and uh-huh. uh, it originally aired April nineteenth, nineteen ninety. Uh, I, I will say this is probably my favorite episode that we've seen so far. Um, <laughs> are, can, can you describe this episode? Because they're starting to blend together for me now because it's yeah, so quirky and weird. We're only watching uh, two episodes a week, and Larry won't let me watch more than two at a time. So I just wait until <laughs> Thursday to watch them. But then there are so many characters, and it's been a week, and I've watched all of Jessica Jones. I've watched all of Veronica <laughs> Mars. It's kind of tough to remember everything. So the first 10 or 15 minutes yeah. of the episode, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I did the exact same thing. I watched the yeah. mystery after work, and the first 10 minutes, I'm like, 
who the fuck are these people? It's a TV yeah. show. I don't even know. Like, maybe I don't like this show. I don't know anybody yeah. in this room right now. Yeah. All right. Because it starts off with, I'm like, uh, the only one. It, it starts off with, uh, at a dinner of, at the home of, uh, uh, Oh, Jerry Audrey Horn? Horn? Yeah, yeah. Audrey Ben Horn. The Horn family. Yeah. Yeah. So, and her, to remember, to remind everybody, her dad, Audrey's played by, uh, what's her name? Fenn. Well, Laura Flynn Boyle? Sherilyn Fenn. Oh, Sherilyn no, no, no. Fenn, yeah. Yeah, yeah Laura Flynn Boyle is Donna. Sherilyn Fenn is Audrey Horn, and her dad is a real rich dude, and he uh, owns, like, department stores or something, and then he's trying to buy the sawmill, right? Like, the land that the sawmill yes. is on? Okay. Him and Piper so, Laurie. Uh, yeah, is the she's the sister of the guy who she's used the, to own the sawmill, and he died. Yeah. He was married to the hot Chinese lady who was sleeping with the sheriff, and but the sister is trying to take away the sawmill from the hot Chinese lady. And it's it's very complicated. You have to get one of those cardboards and just have like a string yes. pointing to all the pictures. Yes. Like you're tracking a serial killer. You need all the pictures and the there is and the so thumbtacks. many. People in this show. There are a lot of things going on in this show. So anyway, we, we open up at the Horn family dinner, and uh, the dad's brother shows up, and I guess uh, they're in a bunch of little schemes together and stuff. And uh, they, they decide to go uh, to a, a place called One Eyed Jacks. It's a brothel just across in the Canada, yeah. up in Washington State. And uh, there's a new girl there. And uh, they want to try and break her in, you know what I'm saying, Larry? And I guess Horn actually oh. owns this place, right? Uh-huh. He's one yep. of the owners. I don't know. And uh, okay, I didn't. get first dibs on all the new girls. <laughs> yes, whenever there's a new girl, him and his brother go and they flip a coin to see who gets to break her in. Because you know that's what you do when you're. <laughs> I bet Jim Ivino is doing that right now because he's a one percent. Yeah, he's probably. I bet Jeffrey Jim Epstein was doing that too, <laughs> except they were thirteen-year-olds. Him and Bill. <laughs> Probably. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the brothel, there's a new girl. So that's at the beginning of the episode, and I was with you, Larry. I could not remember any of this stuff. Like, who was this? Uh-uh. <laughs> and, I have, and I have trouble so, differentiating between uh, Horn and uh, Laura Palmer's dad. <laughs> I don't know. They look a little – Yes. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I agree. I, I feel like Ray Wise is uh, – it's easy to spot him. He's been in so many things over the years that I, I just know that guy. That's Laura Palmer's dad. I do not know that guy. Yeah. See, uh, I, I mentioned his name, last like week. Arden or something? What's his name? Um, shit, I can't remember his name. We'll call him Evan. Yeah, whatever. Mm. I can't remember. <laughs> but he, I, I mentioned last week how Psych did a spoof of Twin Peaks, but uh, and that Laura Palmer's dad was on there, but he was also a regular character on uh, Psych. He was on a couple episodes. He played a priest. So you can check that oh. out. Um. <laughs> but, oh, Leland. Uh, so, that's oh, yeah, Leland. That's right. Yeah, Leland. That's <laughs> that's right. So, so you're saying the dude that showed up at the dinner party with the cheese sandwiches is the brother? Yeah, that's his. Brother. See, I thought that yeah, was his brother. son. I even <laughs> like while that episode, when that scene was on, I, I was googling that guy. I'm like, I want to fucking kill this motherfucker. <laughs> Who the fuck is this asshole? I fucking hate this guy already. Oh, he's the guy from the Warriors. Now, have I seen? Have I seen this guy? Oh, the Warriors. That movie was garbage. Did the Warriors come out and play, a guy? 
<laughs> oh, oh that's that. him. Okay. That movie's terrible, yeah. by the way. God damn. <laughs> so we haven't seen him till episode three, correct? Because I would have hated this guy earlier. That's correct. No yeah. way I've seen him already. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair enough. Technically, episode two. You know, it's the third one we've watched. All right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the opening scenes at the brothel, and then um, we get to see. Uh, I think Donna, Laura Flynn Boyle's talking with uh, the boyfriend who. Laura Palmer's ex-boyfriend. Uh, James. In love now. Yeah, James, James Hurley, yeah. right? James Hurley, yep. the motorcycle guy. And uh, they have a scene with them talking. And but here, here's the big thing about this episode that I want to get to. There is a scene that is spectacular where uh, <laughs> our buddy, uh, Agent Dale Cooper, um, gets everybody. Oh, I know exactly the, uh, where you're going. <laughs> he gets everybody together in the woods. Oh. And, and he, he gets the secretary, <laughs> the deputy, uh, the sheriff, and the other deputy, and he sits them down, and first first he tells them about Tibet, and he has to teach them about Tibet, and he gives them a little lesson about Tibet, and, and how uh, it, he, he studies Tibet and the consciousness and all this stuff, and all our dreams, and, and he gets into all this big story, and then he says, all right, we're going to find out how to like investigate this case, and, and he marks off 60 feet, 6 inches, and they put a glass bottle on a tree stump, and then he has another deputy <laughs> hold a bucket of rocks, and he has the secretary and the sheriff read off names of people, potential suspects, he says their name to the rock, and he throws the rock to see if he not hits the bottle. And if he hits the bottle, he wants the secretary to put a check beside that name because that means they got to investigate that suspect. <laughs> and it is yeah. amazing. I love that scene so much. <laughs> it really is I, That scene was amazing. And the, there's one part <laughs> where he throws a rock, and it ricochets off the tree and hits that deputy in the fucking head. I laughed yeah. so Fucking hard at that because it, it, just his reaction to it, it was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because that's shit. the deputy we mentioned last week who, uh, when he first sees Laura Palmer's body, he's supposed to take pictures of her and he just starts crying and weeping under control. So it's that deputy. <laughs> and, and he gets yeah. hit in the head with a rock and he wants to, like, he doesn't want to show that it hurt. He tells him it didn't hurt, but you, you can tell it really hurt. <laughs> and he's trying to, like, hold it. <laughs> It's kind of like when you're playing hockey there. You take a slap shot off the leg, and you just want to be tough in front of everybody. <laughs> wow, that really hurts. You're just like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was really funny. But, uh, yeah, so he just – and he goes through this, and he's throwing all these rocks, and he's missing, and then he hits the bottle and knocks it off, but it doesn't break. And he goes, that's very important. Make a note. It did not break. <laughs> and then he does it again. It's yeah. just so good. I, I just love that <laughs> so much. Because yeah, he has oh, the man. sheriff reading the name off. And then he repeats yeah. the name at the rock, and then he throws it, and then let's see yeah. what happens. And it's so good because one of them, <laughs> he throws it, and it just dings off the jar, but doesn't break. But then he breaks the jar. Yeah, knocks it over. Name, and the last name is that that crazy. I can't remember that guy's name either. Alex. We'll call Leo him Alex. Johnson. There you go. Wait, wait, who was it? Leo Johnson, that crazy trucker guy. Uh, the truck driver. He's beating up the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelly's yeah, husband he... who beats her up, right? Yeah, yeah. It, the one that yes. he hit in a dinner break was Dr. Uh, Jacoby, right? Is that his name? Dr. Jacoby. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, the crazy It breaks strength. on Leo, truck driver. So, yeah, so, uh, and it turns out Leo, the truck driver, and Shelly's husband, who's beating the hell out of her, Shelly's the waitress at the diner. Um, but it turns out Leo's like running drugs, bringing cocaine into Twin Peaks with uh, some other some French dudes. In the bar. It's all very, all very complicated. Yeah. Very complicated. <laughs> but uh, it's only going to get more complicated. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so then, at the end of this episode, though, I'm trying to think what else. Oh well, the, uh, the other great thing about this episode is you, they bring in. Uh, I think that's this episode. They bring in like uh, the forensic team from the FBI. Oh. And they're a bunch of yeah. They're a bunch of pricks. Well, at least the one guy's a real prick. <laughs> He's real. Yeah, the other yeah, two don't talk there. at all. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The other two don't talk. But this guy, uh, I forget his name, but he, he's a real prick. And uh, Albert and Dale, Dale Cooper even tells him uh, to the sheriff, he goes, "Hey, just so you know, this guy doesn't have like social niceties or anything. You know, just be all right." <laughs> and, there's, and there's a scene when he tells him that, and he like they're sitting in the office together, and he it, the scene ends with like Cooper like hitting him on there, tweaking his nose. It's so fucking funny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but he like I don't know. It's just weird. It's <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah, so this forensic guy's a, a real asshole, and uh, Ned Braden, the sheriff, uh, butts heads with him, and you know, yeah. Uh, but but that guy's great. The forensic guy's great, and all those scenes are awesome. Yeah, he is. Uh, and, and then he the is other such thing about a this dick. <laughs> the other thing about this episode <laughs> then is at the end of the episode we get one of the probably the quintessential Twin Peaks scenes. Uh, Cooper is sleeping. He's having a dream, and he sees all this weird stuff happening in his dream. <laughs> And of course, he sees a, a like a Laura Palmer lady. But the big thing is, he sees the little guy in the red suit who dances, and, <laughs> yeah. and he and he speaks very weirdly. And uh, <laughs> he tells him that like, the gum he likes will come back in style. Yes, I got good news for you. That gum he likes will sentence. come back in style. <laughs> and uh, he's dancing, and it's just like the quintessential David Lynch scene. It's so. <laughs> I, fucking bizarre. I love <laughs> this scene too. I love it. Uh, it 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 is like being in a dream, and I loved like I loved the set. I like the couches with yeah. the carpet. I I loved it. The music playing, the the weird lighting, yes. and then that that little it guy like cool. I don't know. What, even Laura Palmer talked like that. It was it was kind of like. Like when you like reversing dialogue, but they were going forward mm-hmm. with it. So I don't know if he just had them yeah. talk backwards and then reverse the language. You know what I mean? They have the it tape, sub- so it sounded like they have it all subtitled on the screen. But I got to be honest, after like five seconds, I could understand them without the subtitles. <laughs> I can pick up <laughs> yeah, you totally can. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, the the episode ends. Uh, Cooper wakes up from his dream and he calls the sheriff and he says, uh, "Meet me tomorrow morning at like 6:30 a.m. or whatever. I know who killed Laura Palmer." And then he says, "No, of course it can wait." <laughs> and he starts snapping his finger in tune with the music from his dream. That is like the greatest episode I've ever seen. It was so good. Oh, I love that episode. It so, is good. The short started off a little weird just because I couldn't remember anybody. But by the time Cooper comes on screen and then the rest of it, I just love that whole episode. Oh, my goodness. Yep. I, I agree. Cooper is so the awesome. greatest. I love that guy so much. He is Yeah, everything awesome. he does, everything Kyle McLaughlin does in this is just so perfect. <laughs> Man. And that red room is going to be very, very important through the series. <laughs> That's not just like oh, a one-off good. thing. Oh, nice. Um, I really and, like that room. Also, I think that episode has Sherilyn Fenn dancing in that diner um, with her and uh, Laura Portfolio. Mm. We have that talk, and she just gets up to her Oh, scene. yeah. I really oh, enjoy yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely a weird weird kid, that one. Oh, yes. I don't mind it. I love it. Hey, <laughs> Mike, that's also the... Uh... Oh, wait, go ahead, Jank. Uh, go ahead, Jank. No, go ahead, Jank. I think that's also the episode where we have uh, Nadine, the lady with the eye patch, and her fucking drape runners. 
Yes. She's like obsessed oh, with. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Making this silent N- drape runner. N- Nadine has uh, one eye. She, she always wears the eye patch, and she's married to Big Ed, who runs the gas station. <laughs> and Big Ed is having an affair with Norma, the the like owner. Is she the owner of the diner? Uh, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and then Norma is uh, his, her husband is in jail, and he's a murderer, and he might be getting out of jail <laughs> soon. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Now, Mike Dell, here's a trivia question. Um, I, I'm I know Jank knows this, but Norma, do you know who oh, her yeah. daughter is? Are you? Doing oh, her daughter. Do- I know that's I know that's Peggy Lipton from Mod Squad. And uh, yeah, do you know who her I, daughter? And I know is? I, I love I love me some Norma. I would be all over Norma. <laughs> she just died. In Twin Peaks. What? Yeah. Yeah, she just died like a month or two ago, not, not that long ago. Yeah, uh-huh. I mentioned it in Hollywood Babylon. <clears throat> i got to yeah. tell you, I, I don't know, ranking the Twin Peaks ladies, it's Norma and Sherilyn Fenn neck and neck for me. I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. I think it's Sherilyn Fenn and Cheryl Lee for me. Oh, you mean, <laughs> but you mean Laura Palmer. Yeah, Laura Yes, yeah, yeah, or Sherilyn Finn. Um, I think I'm still going Matchonomic, and then probably Sherilyn yeah, Finn. Shelley. Right yeah, behind. <laughs> All right, so, but uh, I don't know who Norma's daughter is. Who is her daughter? Jank, do you know? Uh, I do not. Uh, Rashida Jones. Oh, what? shit. Oh, yeah, they did mention that. Yep. So Quincy yeah. Jones, her mom, made sweet, sweet love to Peggy Lipton, and they made Rashida Jones. Yes, that's how it went. Wow. Larry <laughs> yeah. was there; that he can attest to this. That is yeah. wild, wild stuff. <laughs> so here's the question, <laughs> like, Peggy Lipton or Rashida Jones? Peggy Lipton, hands down. <laughs> Jank. Oh. Uh, I think I'm going Rashida Jones. Yeah, I agree. He's quite good looking. I love her. Norman Twin Peaks is that's I really like that. That's like my kind of lady. <laughs> I like the Norman. Oh yeah, I agree. There's no wrong answer um, there. There's no wrong answer there. Yeah. Uh, so wow. Uh, what else in that episode uh, of, of note? Anything that we uh, I didn't mention? Um, in that one, I don't think so. Yeah, I think you hit all the high marks. All right. So then. Uh, the next one, episode three, the fourth one we watched. Um, I'm, I'm on a uh, Twin Peaks wiki forum. They got like breakdowns uh-huh. of all the episodes and shit. So that comes in handy, Larry, <laughs> what? when you're trying to figure out what yeah. the I'm pretty sure. are when you turn on. I know this one's the funeral. Yeah, yeah. it's called Rest in Pain. Rest in Pain. Lord I'm Paul pretty sure funeral. it starts with them at the diner. And the sheriff asks him who killed Laura Palmer, and then A.G. Cooper says, I can't remember. <laughs> um, I, yep, I, the first thing they correct. describe here is that uh, Audrey watches Cooper walk down the hallway towards her, and she greets him by the fireplace. And he asks no, her to yeah, join for breakfast. Yeah. And, and, he asks her, and he asks her, well, Just first write her name. Your, your perfume is spectacular. And then he asks her to write her name on a piece of paper because he compares it to a note that was slipped under his door the night before saying uh, something about one eye Jack or a Jack with one eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he realizes she wrote the notes. And um, so then the sheriff and the deputy show up for breakfast. And then, yeah, he says, I can't remember who killed her. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 
He's like, Laura Palmer told me in a dream who killed her. And he's like, oh, who was it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but he says if we break the code, we solve the crime. And uh, part of the dream, a, a phrase that was said was fire walk with me. And uh, Yeah. Um, so he he's trying so he he figures if we can figure out what my dream meant, well we'll we'll figure out who killed Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking what what else happened in there? Uh, oh, yeah, oh Madeline saying, shows like, up. Laura Palmer's cousin Madeline, I guess, shows up. Black hair <laughs> yep, and glasses. Yeah. Now Larry, do you like Madeline? Because it is the same lady, but with black hair and glasses. Not as much. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, yeah, like my sister kind of looked like that back in the 80s. Uh-huh. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer the brunettes and glasses, so uh, I'm all right. Um, yeah, yeah, not not. So I think she will lose the black. hair. <laughs> um, I'm looking through here, the synopsis, what else happened in this episode. But uh, Well, we also well, find out that they, there's a secret society in town with the sheriff and a big yeah. ad. And uh, James Hurley and uh, a couple other people. They were they. They're kind of like a, a, a secret Justice League, Larry. They're trying to fight crime even beyond the normal police. Uh, they're trying to crack down on evil in Twin Peaks. Secret society. <laughs> uh, they're, they're called the Book it's House. Crazy Boys. that James is in there. That's like a high school kid. They're like, yeah, yeah we well, need but him. He rides, but he rides a motorcycle. <laughs> he's a Robin. Hey, well, yeah, he's Big Ed's nephew, so it's like you know, I'll keep it in the family. But um, yeah, is that what they call themselves, the Bookhouse Boys, I believe. Yeah, Bookhouse. <laughs> yeah. And they kind so of decide they, they, it's their mission to go check in on this one-eyed Jacks and see what's going on there. Yeah, um, I would always be checking in on one-eyed Jacks. <laughs> um, I would. I would set up camp. I would set up camp at one-eyed Jacks. Uh, <laughs> but then they catch a fellow day and night, boys. They catch a fella crossing the the border with that uh, some cocaine, and they're they're trying to lean on him to tell him. And apparently, he flips a switch, and there's a red light flashing, so his other French buddy knows not to come in. And then he he calls up Leo, the the truck driver, and says, "Hey, we got to you got to get me out of here." And so there's all that stuff going on. Um, Dgens from down country is what they are, Mike Dell. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what they are. That's a good call, yeah. Larry. That is exactly what yeah. they are. Uh, also, we see uh, Laura Palmer's dad like dancing with a picture of her, and uh, oh yeah, and he, like, yeah, he's he completely losing his shit. I like at the funeral yeah. where he just like jumps on top of the coffin, and it's like yeah. stuck going up and down. <laughs> it's so good. They're burying stopping. his daughter, and the fucking casket's shooting up and down, and he's laying on it crying, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Holy hell. And uh, right before that, that making... Billy kid, uh, that Billy kid stands up and says, "Hey, you're all hypocrites. Everyone knew Laura was in trouble, and nothing, no one did anything to help her." And uh, she yeah. did a big thing, and, and then the dad jumps in the coffin, and um, and then <laughs> James and him get into a fight. And uh, was it was it James or was it that his other buddy? It was James and Bobby, or whatever his name is, that yeah. start going after each other. Then the redhead kids in the middle too. Oh, okay. Right. And then the dad um, jumps on the coffin, and then they make fun of him at the diner <laughs> in the next scene. Yeah, yeah, Shelly makes fun of the diner. 
Um, oh, oh, the sheriff, uh, Ned Braden, also bangs Josie, the hot Chinese lady. We get to see a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, because she discovers there's something that the, going on the with sister. Yeah, the sister's running two. Yeah. She's keeping two sets of books. She's cooking the books. Yeah. And uh, right. But then the when she goes to show that, the sheriff, it's just regular. Yeah. <laughs> She's already yeah. One of the books are gone. Piper Laurie already um, had it, and she hid it in this like she's got this hidden drawer under her desk. Put it in there. Um, we also see Shelly has so a gun in this episode, right? It's like Shelly has a gun, and uh, after Leo leaves, yeah, she has a gun and she hides it into like she hides it in like I don't know some kind of drawer with the bloody shirt. So I don't know what's going. Yep. Is she trying to frame somebody? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, right. Then Cooper uh, goes to the Laura Palmer's grave at night and sees Doctor Jacoby show up because he wasn't at the funeral. And he has a little talk with Dr. Jacoby. And um, what, what, I guess what was the big thing he said there, that uh, he doesn't actually care about the people in the town, but Laura changed that? And yeah. I don't know. Something along that Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the episode ends with Cooper and Deputy Hawk uh, sitting at a hotel uh, while people are dancing, and uh, they're discussing the existence of the soul. And uh, Leland, Laura's Palmer's dad, is uh, like freaking out again and starts begging people to dance with him. And <laughs> and he like has a nervous breakdown and they they take him out. And that's when the episode ends. Uh, there you go. Yep. And doesn't uh, isn't it around there where Cooper has a vision of a guy with one arm? Um, I well, I think he had that in the dream, right? The the dream. Oh, was that the beginning before. of the dream before he went to the red room? Yeah. Before the little guy showed up, there's a little bit of yeah. more of the dream, and uh, the one-armed guy was there. Um, yeah, so they're looking for a one-armed guy. Yeah, I, I don't know, Larry. So we're, we're technically, I guess, three episodes in a pilot, four episodes in the Twin Peaks. I'm never going to quit doing that. Um, uh, I'm loving it. I think it's really good. Um, I I love it, dude. I'm, I'm super <laughs> into it. Yeah, I do. I do love it. It is. It's very. It's so well written. It's very well shot as far as like cinematography goes. It's very fucking funny, and there's just so many good acting performances, especially Kyle MacLachlan. And it, yeah. it is very, like it is like a soap opera and a mystery, and they do steer into the soap opera stuff, and they just it's they just embrace it, and it's great. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's no I have no complaints. It's very well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And any it. anytime Kyle McLaughlin's on screen, just buckle up. <laughs> it's gold. It's fucking gold. Yeah. I mean, it really he, is. Goddamn, he's fucking he he makes that show. <laughs> he's just so goddamn. They didn't goddamn give him all the Emmys. There. They fucked up. I'm, I hear you. I wonder if he ever did win an Emmy or anything for this because he should have. I, I this oh, seems right. like one of those shows that never won any awards, but it's just like everyone loves it, you know. It was probably way too yeah. weird back in 1990 for people, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine this coming out in 1990? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so weird. Yeah. Think yeah, that was, that was the thing, and it was very popular too. It's not like people were just like, "Fuck this." I feel like it. No, was, no, they loved it. Took the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was you a know, phenomenon when it came out. Uh, but, uh, but like the jackasses who vote for like awards and stuff, you know, oh, you know, oh, I just stick to the traditional script and you know, boring, boring, <laughs> boring. 
Yeah. All those award shows are garbage. Fuck all that shit. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Caddyshack <laughs> 2 didn't win nothing. It won my heart, though. I think that's more important. Uh, well, Larry, 1991, uh, winner Golden Globe, uh, best performance by an actor in a television series, Kyle McLaughlin. He won a Golden Globe. Oh, there you go. And, hey. and Piper Laurie won a Golden Globe. And really? Because they're not in it that much. And Sherilyn Fenn was nominated but did not win. Uh, at the 1991 Primetime Emmy Awards, Kyle McLaughlin was nominated, did not win. Um, outstanding Sound Editing nomination, did not oh, win. Good. Outstanding <laughs> Sound Mixing, and out, uh, nominated, did not win. And Piper Laurie was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, uh, but did Boy, not they win. they love their Piper Laurie. Uh, yeah, in 1990, 1990 Primetime Emmy Awards, Outstanding Costume Design, they won. <laughs> and Outstanding <laughs> Editing for a Series, a Single Camera Production, Dwayne Dunham, editor for the pilot, won an Emmy. How about that? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, like, I was like Dunham, Dunham better get that fucking Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> he better get a Dunham. Yeah, he better <laughs> done them. It, it also got nominated for uh, outstanding, um, like, uh, oh, it got nominated for outstanding drama series, but it did not win. Uh, David Lynch got did nominated for director. Won that year, yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on, I can get to that in a second. Um, Kyle McLaughlin was nominated and lost. Piper Laurie was nominated and lost. Sherilyn Fenn was nominated and lost. Um, outstanding writing, outstanding You're writing saying... in a drama series. Yeah. You're saying this is 1990, right? Yeah, yeah. So this would be season one. So, so let's take a guess at what we think won Best Dramatic Series Emmy 1990. Okay. Hmm. I can't. Like, yeah, it's hard to. Homicide like, on then still. Homicide. I think that was probably pre-homicide, right? Uh, yeah. What about? We got to be somewhere in between the Saint Elsewhere era to the ER era, somewhere oh. in there. So I'm going <laughs> to say one of those two won, either Saint Elsewhere well, or it, ER. It might be L.A. Law. This was pre. Oh, was that's pre a ER. good call. Ooh. I forgot about L.A. Law. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I forgot about it. I forgot about Ellie Law. See that. I'm pay, I'm paging through all the uh, stuff. It's going to take me a while. Uh, outstanding comedy series that year. Would you like to guess the 1990 outstanding comedy series? Uh, Married with Children. <laughs> what, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> um, Murphy Brown won. Oh, oh, that shit's garbage. Don't you have yeah, to be funny Brown, to be a it, fucking comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Murphy Brown beat Cheers, The Golden Girls, Designing Women, and The Wonder Years. Oh, I love The Wonder Years. That was my yeah, show. Yeah, that show was great. I loved it. Outstanding directing in a drama series, but uh, man, they, they just they list every fucking. Okay, here we go. Outstanding drama series, Larry, the winner, <laughs> L.A. Law. L.A. Law. Oh, nice call. Oh. I Don't forgot all about TV. that. I never watched that. I am yeah. I am a TV scholar. I'm looking at my Corbin <laughs> Bernson and that's right. What was that guy's name? Harry something. Harry Harry, something, Harry Hamlin. Right? Harry Hamlin. Oh, Harry Hamlin. That's his name. And, yeah. and he has uh, he's on Veronica Mars. 
He plays the uh, oh. dad of one of one of the snooty kids in high school. Um, well, he played China Beach in Clash of the Titans. Oh, China the Beach! Other nom- I remember that show. Yeah, the other nominations were China Beach. Uh, I love that lady. Who's that girl in there? Uh, I like her. Um, I can't remember. I never watched it. <laughs> Dana Delaney. Yeah. The, yes. Because Kim was on NYPD Blue, right? I like them both. Yes. I don't know why that just popped into my head. I never watched that show. I have no idea why I knew that answer. I never watched it either, but she was everywhere back then. And she was on an episode of Cheers, actually. So she played the widow, the guy he bought. Do you remember the TV show um, Tour of Duty? Do you remember that show? Yeah. Yep, my dad used to watch it. I used to watch that. Yeah, I liked it. About Vietnam. Uh, The other nominations that year were uh, Quantum Leap. Uh, 30-something, and Twin Peaks. Quantum Leap. I want to see who beat Kyle McLaughlin, though, for the uh, actor. Well, I'm going to guess Corbin Bernson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Outstanding guest actor in a comedy series. Nope. What's his name in uh, Major League? Richard Dorn. Oh, yeah, Dorn. Dorn. Yeah, Dorn. Yeah. Hey, hey, Larry, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Ted Danson. Oh, Ted Danson. Right, Larry. Yeah. Ted fucking Danson. <laughs> he beat Tracy Nelson, John Goodman, Fred Savage, and Richard Mulligan. Yeah. Richard Mulligan? Oh. oh, Larry, I am so happy that the, the winner in 1990, the guy who beat Kyle McLaughlin, Peter Falk is Columbo. <laughs> oh, uh, all, right. all right. I'll give it to him. I didn't know they yeah, were doing right. Columbo in 1990. They had to just do like one or two of them that year. Um, yeah, it's probably when they were so, doing like those movie ones, I think. They yeah. Count that? Is they, they were all movies. Columbo's were all movies, but um, they weren't like a series. They, they would do like four to six a year for a while. But um, All right. Uh, Edward uh, Woodward, the Equalizer, was also nominated. Uh, Robert Loggia, Cuso oh, yeah. FBI. Don't even remember that show. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin, uh, Scott Bakula, Quantum Leap, and Peter Falk for a couple of Candace Bergen also won uh, Best Actress in oh. Comedy for Murphy Brown. <laughs> Give me a break with that fucking Murphy Brown bullshit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The other- I the people you. that are voting are like 80-year-old fucking old white people <laughs> who like think Murphy Brown's hilarious. Meanwhile, the rest of the country is like, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> the, other, <laughs> the other nominees were Betty White, uh, Delta Burke, Blair Brown for the Days and Nights of Molly Dodd, and uh, Kirstie Alley for Cheers. Who the fuck is Blair Brown? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> she was a, heard of her. She was something back then. Um uh, outstanding lead actress in a drama series, Piper Laurie lost to uh, Patricia Wedding from 30-something. I don't know who that is. And, uh, you say Dana Blair Delaney, Brown? Jo- <laughs> Dana Delaney, Joe Eikenberry, and Angela Lansbury were the other nominees. Huh. Mm. <laughs> All right. That. That's crazy. All right, are we Piper done? We're starting to get into Ed Game territory now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we're done. But uh, I, I'm always fascinated by looking back at like who won these things because it kind of gives you a glimpse at the culture at the time. And uh, '90 was a weird year then. <laughs> Murphy Brown was the dominant force. <laughs> Murphy Brown. Did you ever watch LA Law, Michael? Did, did I? Did I uh, yeah. 
I, I did watch LA Law a little bit, um, and I remember one episode, Larry, they mentioned the Quebec Nordiques. Huh? And I was very excited All about right. it when it happened. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, they mentioned Wasn't the Quebec Wasn't Susan Nordiques Day on, on that show? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lori Parker. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah. All right. I'd have it to her. What about Susan Day or Justine Bateman? Ooh, I gotta tell you, I got a thing for Justine Bateman. I think, <laughs> like maybe not as Mallory, but I think the order she got, the more I thought I like. Oh, I like Justine Jake. Mallory. Uh, I think I'd probably also go Justine Bateman. Yeah. All right. Well, Justine Bateman or Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to go Justine Bateman. Mulder. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I really like <laughs> right, bad uh, words. Getting, <laughs> getting back to the Twin Peaks. Anything else to mention about the Twin Peaks, Larry, these two episodes? Awesome. Like you said, episode three, <laughs> the fourth one we watched, or whatever, Howard. No, episode two, episode the third, two, one, the we third one we watched. was amazing. So good. So goddamn good. It really is fucking great. It, it, yeah, it's one of like it's one of the greatest. Like I, I had such a good time for forty five minutes watching that episode. <laughs> so good. Just the dynamic it. of that scene where they're uh, throwing the rocks. It's it's just mm-hmm. a joy. yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's like the different characters involved. Like because you have the one deputy, he's like the Native American guy. He's really like kind of stoic and serious, and you have the other deputy, <laughs> goofy and. You have the sheriff and the quirky secretary, and then him, and it, like they're all taking this real. <laughs> I like that Lucy, the secretary, is like reading books on Tibet later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. That. <laughs> She's like way into it. <laughs> but uh, but like they're all taking this like very seriously. Like this is so bizarre. He's taking rocks and throwing them in a bottle, and they're they're acting like this is very. Like, this is, so yeah, this well, the is thing that's also <laughs> great about that is that. This guy is so by the book, astute, yeah. sharp guy, picks up every little detail, but then he's going to, you know, base some of his investigation on, like, what rock <laughs> hits off the jar and which rock doesn't hit off the jar. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah. all right, yeah, we'll go along with this. We're cool with this, too. We don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Just throw rocks in the jars better yep. than what we had. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me, uh, Jank, did you ever see, uh, is it Dirk uh, Gently? Uh Holistic Detective or something like that? Oh, uh, no. No, I never did watch that. There were two versions of it. One was the guy from the episode, that show with uh, Joey Lawrence. Not Joey Lawrence, but uh, what's that? (laughs) Uh, Matt Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Um, That guy, that was the ones I saw, and they were pretty good. They'd done, like, a new updated version of it that I I didn't watch. But but there's one where he he did something called, like, Quantum Navigation. He He had no leads in this case. So he figured he would just uh, follow a car, and it would the universe would take him where he needed to go. <laughs> it kind of reminds me what um, Dale Cooper is doing in Twin Peaks, just you know, trusting in the universe to lead you to the clue that you need. And, uh, yeah, so. Now, does that uh, Albert guy? Does he come back into the mix at some point? Yep, he'll be around from time to oh. time. <laughs> That's good. All right. Yeah, Albert is <laughs> pretty upset guy. with guy. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. That dick. The I've already punched dick. him. <laughs> and then tried to get yeah. Cooper yeah. to sign a <laughs> that he was a witness. Yeah. 
And then Cooper sticks yeah. up for the sheriff saying something about, you know, well, I, I can write my own report and have you buried so deep in Washington you'll never leave your desk or something like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and then and then he makes a note to Diane that he wants to uh, check out his pension funds and he wants to buy some property. He expects it to be uh, <laughs> yeah. right. He wants to get some land at Twin yeah, Peaks hey, I move in with Twin Peaks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so do we see Diane at this point? What well, I could tell you. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, mean, you, I will say yeah. you won't find out anything about Diane until the, you know, 20 years later, season three. <laughs> oh, oh okay. God. But yeah. The, the cool thing about so the original uh, run of the wiki, show, not at all. That, that Twin Peaks fan wiki thing, a cool thing is, like, with each character, they have a, a bio of the character – and they have a picture of the actor who plays them, and then they have the picture of what they looked like in 1990, and then they have a picture of what they look like in the 2017. So you can see how they aged in the 27 years, you know. Or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So. Yeah. Well, at least we know Kyle McLaughlin doesn't die in this season if he's still around in the yeah he's still around. year later. So. Uh, I, I guess the guy that played the sheriff, uh, you know, Ned Braden there from Slapshot, he, he didn't want to come back and do it. Like, he didn't. Yeah, that was that was and very guess, disappointing. They kind of had some other also, guy playing his brother, and they, you know, he's kind of taking over for Harry Truman while he was sick. Basically, that's how they tried to spin it. And I guess What's Maura Kelly replaces Maura Kelly replaces Laura Flynn Boyle as well, right? Yeah, uh, I could see that. It's kind of the same. <laughs> kind of the same. I don't think she was in it much, from what I recall. But I, I got to tell you, when they show the picture of uh, Kyle McLaughlin, I mean, it's been you know 27 years later, but he still basically looks like Dale Cooper. <laughs> I mean, he looks, I mean yeah. he looks older, but like not like drastically older. He looks like that's true. Pretty much. Yeah. Kind of got Paul Rudd syndrome. Never, I've never encountered Kyle McLaughlin, McLaughlin before this, other than like he plays uh, Raymond yeah. Zarek in the, the Doors movie. I was going to say but he's he saw not in the Doors. Yeah, but he's not in it that much, you know what I mean? And he's all right in that. Well, I wasn't like, you know, amazed by him or anything, but he, I'm amazed <laughs> by him now. Well, what else? Uh, Blue Velvet, of course, uh, and then yeah, uh, Agents of Shield. He played Mister Hyde. But well, what else, Jank? Well, in between that, like in between Twin Peaks and this, what else did he? In or uh, I saw some shitty movie he was in on Netflix maybe a year or two ago. From like the 90s, I want to say it was like him and maybe Elizabeth Shue or somebody like that, where uh, there's some kind of power outage or a natural disaster, and they, you know, were in all kinds of trouble because of that. I don't know. It was, wasn't that good. <laughs> so I feel like the, not, the later 90s was just kind of rough for him. He didn't have a lot uh, going it looks on. He was in Doom back in the 80s. Portlandia quite a bit. Uh, Portlandia. Yeah, he he was in Dune in 1984, and then Blue Velvet was 86. Um, yeah. Oh, he's oh, on Desperate Housewives. On there. Uh, Sex in the City. Oh, he was in Showgirls. I forgot about that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, oh, he's in the Flintstones. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that does seem familiar. Um, I never saw Blue Velvet, and I might have to check it out. Yeah, Isabella yeah it's another David Lynch movie. It's worth it. I might watch right, Mulholland so Drive, even. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Uh, is Tom McLaughlin in that? Uh, not that I remember. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. Um. All right. So the Twin Peaks recap. Long story short, we're uh, we're through four episodes, even though we're only through three episodes. So you still got time (laughs) to catch up. You know, it's only that that'll only run you maybe uh, you know a three hour day. So if you ain't doing nothing on Sunday, just watch the first four episodes, which are really three episodes. And I think season uh, one is only eight episodes, which might be seven or yeah. nine. I don't know how it's counted. Very <laughs> 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 so confusing. But uh, yeah. All right, let's get on to. Is Tuffy home? Is Tuffy home? I don't know. Let's see. Hold on. Tuffy. Hello. Hey, it's What's Tuffy, up, everybody. Man? Yeah, Not thank much. God you made it home safely. Hey, Tuffy, did you ever go to a high school reunion? No. Jank, <laughs> did, no. did you ever go to a high school reunion? Uh, I have not. Yeah. Well, I will have another one probably in two years. Yeah, fucking nerds. Go to high school reunion. <laughs> All right, um, so Tuffy... Uh, I guess you heard us yapping about Twin Peaks. Have you ever watched Twin Peaks? Nope. <laughs> Hearing us yap Tuffy, about you it, missing that out. you watch Twin Peaks? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess we should remind everybody, Twin Peaks is on Netflix. You can watch it on the Netflix. So, mm-hmm. you know, all, that. all right, it's right there. Um, all right, Tuffy. Well, uh, even though you're very busy, uh, you you have been watching Big Brother. Yeah. All right. So, uh, well, well, Larry, you take it away. I have not watched Big Brother all week. What days is what days are uh, is Big Brother on this year now, Larry? Did they move it now? Or? Well, now it's on. It was on Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday this this week. But last week it was like okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday. So something like that. I don't know. I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, uh, I think it's back to the sense. normal. Okay, Wednesday. That Thursday, works out for me. So probably because I don't like the Tuesday because SmackDown's on and uh, I don't want to watch. So all right, well we'll try uh, watch it this week. But until then, Larry, Mike you're Dell, you me. Watch can watch these on on demand and stuff. You just <laughs> say Big Brother <laughs> in your remote. They, they pop right up. Like a lot of work. You push the button and it's on. Seems like a lot of work. Um, it's not. So, it takes uh, maybe seven seconds, maybe six, <laughs> six seconds. Eh, Big brother. All right, but, uh, catch me up. All right, so who's been kicked out or what's going on? Well, they kicked out the black girl this week, of course. Uh, they oh, had the, wow. uh, the black, uh-huh. the black girl versus the Latino girl, Latina girl. Yeah. The, those two were up, you know, because you know the house is clearly racist. And I'm going to go on record and say this is clearly, by far and away, the worst cast I've ever watched on a on a season of Big Brother. These people are terrible players. They're awful. They're all just fucking each other. None of them can keep a secret about anything. They run and tell each other everything about everything. And in addition to that... Uh, there's nobody really likable on this show. They're all just like deplorable garbage. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't yeah, know about you guys. You're not wrong. <laughs> but Larry, if they're all banging each other, that seems like a great cast. You know, that seems like oh, this cast is, is a lot of fun. Um, but I, I think the last time we talked, I mentioned I, I was liking that Catherine girl because I saw her with glasses, and I was like, wow, I, I like her. But then I heard she may have banged that Jackson dude, the dude with no lower jaw. And, uh, <laughs> so, good. yeah, and so now Aquaman and the girl you like are hooking up, and then the fat Kaylee Kowoko is kind of hooking up with... Um, Who's fat Kaylee Kowoko? I don't know who it would be. The girl that's the head of household. Like, if Kaylee Kowoko had a chubbier sister, like, it would be this girl. We'll just call her Haley Kowoko, because I can't remember her name. But she, she's another blabbermouth who's, like, she was head of household last week, and she couldn't stop telling everybody what was going on in the house. But I, who is she hooking up with? She, she uh, Is it Nick? The guy that looks like Mac Miller? No, that's uh, Bella, the Asian girl, is hooking up with that Nick guy. Oh, yeah, the Asian girl. The one you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. I think the one you're talking about is the lesbian, right? So she's not hooking up with anybody. Oh, that's right. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, the lesbian lady. Yeah. Haley Cuoco. Yes, yes, that that lady. (laughs) She's just creeping around the house listening to shit. And then, like, the fat cliff guy, the old dude. So now he goes into, like, every morning he wakes up and he goes into one of these rooms and he talks to the camera. And he gives, like, he talks to his family. (laughs) And he tells them everything that's going on in the house. And then, like, the girls outside (laughs) listening to him tell the camera every fucking thing he's planning, who he's working with, who he thinks is out to get him, and who's working together to get him out, and that kind of shit. This is the worst cast I've ever seen. These people are just... This season's terrible. Now, what about this? Devil's advocate on Cliff talking to the camera. Uh, What if this is really a plan of his? Because then he figures, oh... They'll know they can get information from me, so they'll keep me in the house longer. <laughs> what if he's doing that? No. Because nope. simultaneously, <laughs> as he's as he's babbling at the camera, like they're cutting to his diary room sessions where he thinks he's being like this genius and how therapeutic oh. this is for him. And he, he's calling it he, – he's even like, oh, it's like hashtag Cliff's Notes. You know, like he, he's dead, <laughs> like he named his segment and stuff. And he thinks he's, like, real slick about it. But meanwhile, like, the girl heard him everything he said and, like, ran and told everybody else because that's all they do in the house. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so they, they kicked the black girl out. I, I think it was a unanimous vote. Now she has to live upstairs with no, the dark one, uh, There was one wonky vote because um, the guy without a jaw, I think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Her. All right. But then, you know, I don't know. Jank, what else is going on that I'm not, that I'm forgetting? Because it's bad. Hmm, yeah. I've, I've watched it, but I barely pay attention because you're, you're pretty much dead on right that none of these people are likable. <laughs> yeah, I, like there's nobody the, I would root for. There's the eight person no. alliance. And then, yeah. uh, it was ridiculous because. Four of the girls tried to start a girls' alliance, and then that Bella, the Chinese girl, the first thing she did was go tell Aquaman because he was the head of household, so she had to tell him that another alliance formed. And it's like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> yeah. Why do you have to tell him that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then the oh, uh, the trucker guy is like the ninth person who's kind of working with them, but doesn't know that the other eight are an alliance. So she told him about the eight person alliance for some <laughs> yeah. reason. And yeah. then mm-hmm. that guy was talking to Aquaman and he referenced the grateful alliance. And it's like, what are you doing? He's not in that alliance. Yes. Oh, yeah, so like, these people well, are terrible do... at Big Brother. Terrible. <laughs> and did you guys notice? I, I watched the live episode tonight, so this is still fresh in my mind. But uh, when Half Jaw came in to cast his boat, he had like a hat on. <laughs> it was the smallest head I've ever seen in the world. He <laughs> like the. You know, at the end of Beetlejuice, that that was twenty times bigger than his head. It, it was so uh, weird looking. Don't wear the best hat, part right? was. Uh, yeah, the best part. I don't remember if it was Sunday nights or Monday Wednesday nights episode when David, the first guy who got kicked out on like the crawling through things, like never even got voted out guy. You know, he came back yeah. in for the Camp BB. And, like, within 10 minutes, he goes, well, obviously, those eight people are all working together, and these three people are kind of working, but they don't understand that these eight people are working. It's like, he was in the house for 10 minutes, and he knew everything. Yeah, and these other people really are, like, quick. shocked that there's an alliance going on. It's like, wait, there's an alliance? Because I forget who he was talking to, and the whoever he was talking to, one of the girls who's not in the alliance, she was like, well, maybe if you come back, we can work together, because I don't think there's any alliances yet. And he said, uh, if, there, if you don't think there's an alliance, then you're not in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like that dude That dude's cool Yeah he needs to come back Because he seems like he's actually yeah. good at Big Brother yeah. yeah If only he was white He'd still be in the game <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Most I, racist I was, fucking cast I've ever seen I was reading up uh, Last week or something about uh, How you know people are saying well even they're treating Ovi like you could see maybe they're treating him kind of like uh, racisty because <laughs> he's not white. But then people were saying also that Ovi, I guess, um, maybe before the camera started showing the stuff, but he was kind of pervy to the girls and stuff and acting weird. Uh, that sounds so, about right. Uh, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, house. It doesn't matter. I, I guess there are other reasons <laughs> people don't like him other than you know him just not being white, but. Uh, um, yeah, so I don't know. And I don't know if this is the most is racist that... cast because they've had some pretty racist casts on this show. Yeah, it's a high bar. <laughs> yeah, like that was pretty bad. <laughs> there was a scene yeah, with that, that Aaron, Aaron girl, girl where they were. Pretty... Yeah. yeah, yeah, Aaron. I, well, mm-hmm. Was that, was that sure. season thirteen? I think. That's fifteen. Uh, yeah. Oh, 15? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's probably. Yeah, that was yeah. that was by far the most racist cast. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. This is just regular racist Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, the way I look at this cast is like they don't have to say anything. They all have an understanding of what's going on without ever mentioning it. So next week yeah. is going to be the girl that was up today. I don't remember her name. She's going to be up there next because she's Latina and not white. And here's another thing tonight <laughs> is when they were doing the head of household competition, I, I turned to Nick and I said, when the fuck was there a girl named Holly on this show? I said, who the fuck is that girl? <laughs> Who's Holly? Who's Holly? Uh, Holly was like number two Holly. or three on my list, depending on how things shake out. But she's the well, brunette. What did she with, do? Uh, is she the stalker girl? No, that was no, Annalise. that's uh, that's Annalise. Yeah. 
She was the wine. Yeah, animal. and she does oh, something yeah. with wild animals too, like zebras oh, or some shit. Oh yeah, I, I think she gets horses. them drunk on wine. She gives wine to <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I believe she's <laughs> paired up wine. with um with no jaw now, if I remember right. What? Oof. Yeah. 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 Because he passed on the the cat girl real quick. The the cat girl? What? Cat. Cat. Catherine. Yeah, Caitlin. Cat. Cat. Oh, oh yeah, like Cat. 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 Who also has a weird chin. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and I what think, is going on with you? I think, Lord, I bet Cliff's just like standing outside rooms jacking it all the time. He's just beating <laughs> well, up whatever he's in here through the door. <laughs> well, here's the big question. Has has uh, Jawless dude banged Aquaman yet? Because that's who he really wants to be with, right? <laughs> oh, they're awesome. definitely going to fuck. Yeah. yeah. definitely going to fuck. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. Huh. I caramba. There you go. So uh <laughs> here's another what thing. Else Big Brother. When the when the when that Isabella girl was hooking up with Mac Miller, like they're in the bed and like they kinda just give a little peck on the cheek and then they both look at the camera and she's like, My mom's gonna kill me And I'm like, You're like thirty years old. Why do you give a fuck if your mom saw you kiss a guy on television? I understand she's traditional and what have you, but you're yeah. also old enough to like fucking like retire soon. So don't worry about what mommy thinks. And from, so from what I remember, I thought Izzy was a real straight laced girl, but Bella was a wildcat. So why would Bella yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, why would Bella care? Uh, Fuck you, Mom. <laughs> Tuffy, anything other other notables of Big Brother? Uh, like it drives back. me crazy. That, yeah, Tyler was back this week to host the veto comp. Yeah. And then uh, Aquaman won the second Wactivity. Oh, I don't yeah, even remember what yeah. his power yeah, was. Yeah, those activities are... He can, yeah, he can redo <laughs> the veto pick if he doesn't like it. Yeah, it's not that the great. player picks. Well, what if that Jackson guy, he gets a, a activity power where he can, like, change nominations or get a lower jaw? What would he do? Mm. <laughs> I think he'll change nominations because he, he probably thinks he's all that. Yeah. Well, he's banging every girl in the house, so apparently he is. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, none of them seem that smart. (laughs) I'll never understand women. No. (laughs) Yeah, like, even the nerdy girl, like, she, I guess she's fine enough, but she's not really doing anything either, though. I mean, she did that Black Widow, you know, she did that Black Widow faction, or not faction, but uh, alliance, but. Alliance. You know, nothing really happened there, so other than that, she's not really doing much. She's like. She's trying to form alliances with, like, the Camp BB people. It's like, they're not in the game. This doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> yeah, and only one of them's coming back. She's trying to form alliances with people from Survivor, and she can't even do that. She mm. can't even talk to them. <laughs> what is she doing? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> these people are terrible. And the the nickname, yeah. like, the Jackson goes by Mickey. Uh-huh. And yeah, Annalise, Mickey. people Please. call her Sis. Sis and sissy, like, yeah. What? Because I said to Nick, who's sissy? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I'm like, somebody just was called sissy. Then we figured out it was that Annalise girl. 
I don't Could that be like the least attractive nickname for a woman ever? Sissy? Is that that's like a horrible nickname for <laughs> It's just terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's Sissy Spacek, and then immediately I go fucking lit yes. as fuck. <laughs> like that girl's smoking <laughs> hot. Give her a better nickname than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some and, dumpster. Uh... All right, so I guess I should watch Big Brother. Hey, is anybody watching Love Island? I like how uh, Nick won the HOH yesterday. Basically, the crapshoot where you just kind of throw things and hope you get a good score. And like he reacted yeah. like he was the greatest competitor in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. Good job, guy. You stuck a Velcro dart onto a Velcro bullseye. Way to go. <laughs> not, not, not that much there. And uh, yeah, well, he was uh, also because. Kenny said something at her, you know, eviction speech about like Nick and Bella are doing whatever because they're the. One, I don't know exactly what happened. I something happened where Nick and Bella got thrown under the bus in her eviction speech. So he was all worked up about that. It's like she's not there. She's not in the same place as you. <laughs> Who are you yelling at? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, it, it, it's a train wreck. It, it, it's definitely a train wreck. <laughs> Well, yeah, are you guys uh, watching Love, Love Island? Island started? Anybody watching Love Island? It started. No. Huh. No. I'm going to give that a whirl. <laughs> I think that could be quality TV. I think that seems like oh, a quality yeah, award winning sure. show. <laughs> I've not heard great Just watch things. watch the BD spread. <laughs> <laughs> not enough chlorine in the world. Yeah, but we'll see. Mm. We'll, uh, yeah. Love Island. <laughs> Um, what else, Coffee? Anything else going on? Uh, yeah, Caddyshack 2 is a terrible movie. Will <laughs> <laughs> you calm down? It is really good. I believe it. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I love it. You guys are missing out on it. <laughs> Larry also uh, hates Animal House, right? Don't you, don't you think Animal House is really overrated? Oh, yeah, it's way overrated. It's all right. <laughs> Same with Slapshot. It's okay. Uh, and Slapshot is amazing. Hey, Larry, uh, like, like Slapshot is a legit great movie. And one of the cool things about it is a lady wrote that screenplay, and that movie came out in the, you know, the 70s or something, so it's pretty awesome that a lady would write a, a hockey movie like that back in the 70s. And you know what else she wrote? A little movie called... Uh, um, well, I just lost the name of it in my mind. <laughs> Let It Ride. I love that movie. With Richard Dreyfuss. Let it ride. Ah, that movie's got the horse right here. Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Have you guys seen Let It Ride? Uh, yeah. No. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, Richard Dreyfus at the horse track, and it is awesome. And it, Meg Tilly or Jennifer Tilly? Jennifer Tilly, right? I can't. That's remember. Jennifer Tilly in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and her legs go all the way from her ass to the floor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Buster I mean, Poindexter's no in there, check. and he's really good. There's no Caddyshack, Caddyshack, too. But it's pretty good. But nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, you, if you ever see that, watch yeah. that for sure. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. what else? Go ahead, Larry. I was just going to say, get you back to that, though. Left Shot's okay. It's the best of those three movies between Caddyshack, Animal House, and Slapshot. I get now. I'd probably pick Animal House. Slapshot, 
Slap Shock is <sighs> underestimated because it, it's known for the Hanson brothers and for goofy stuff. It is an exceptionally well-written movie. It is really good. It is. It is really good. But it's boring, and it's slow at times. And it's like, that's not what I want in a <laughs> hockey movie. It's a legit great movie. Yeah. It's a good yeah. movie, but it's okay. It's not as hilarious as everybody thinks it is. It's okay. There's there's a few good parts in it. That Fucking guy awesome. explaining penalties is a good scene. You know, you go to box, you know, two minutes, feel shame, like that that scene. That's not that's not the sheriff, right? That's not the sheriff from Twin Peaks. Uh, Ned Braden was the the good guy on that team. The one, the only guy with skill on the team. <laughs> like oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. All right. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> Slapshot is great. Slapshot <laughs> is actually underrated because people like don't give it the credit it deserves as a movie. But all right. Anyway. Um, but what what else is going on in the world of Tuffy? Have you been going to Michigan? Uh, yeah, I was in Michigan all not this past week, but the week before, for Fourth of July. Holy mm. hell! Do you have some fireworks? No, I didn't do any fireworks. Watch some fireworks, but now nah, I used to do a bunch of fireworks, but now you know, pain in the ass. That costs money and give a, all that. Do you have a cookout <laughs> with the family? Uh, sure. I mean, can't get away from them up there, so. <laughs> Tight quarters. Did you water ski? Every day. <laughs> wow. Like the fawn. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Water skiing. Huh. Yeah, you wear a leather jacket? No. No, I didn't wear a leather jacket. Didn't jump any sharks either. Mm-hmm. Have you have you watched? You need a brown leather jacket with elastic around the waistband because that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched a couple movies. Um, oh, all right. This will be good. I watched Get Him to the Greek. That's not very good. I'll tell you what. It it's better than I thought it would be. Like I watched that years ago. Yeah. And I, I had I had very low expectations. Um, but I thought it was. Isn't Rose Byrne in that too? I love Rose Byrne. Um, yeah, she's, so, she's good in that. I mean, it's not great or anything, but it's way better than I thought it was going to be. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I love it. It's fine. It's. Fine. I don't. Yeah, like I don't even like Jonah Hill, but I think he's very good in that movie. There's a lot of good iconic scenes in there. You know, touch the furry wall. Keep, keep in mind, Jeffrey. Larry is Larry is referring to iconic scenes and get him to the Greek. <laughs> But he thinks uh, Caddyshack, Animal House, and Slapshot are overrated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Caddyshack can kiss my ass. Fuck that movie. Uh, that's yeah, ridiculous. Let's get him to the Greek. It's much better. Mm. Pete, yeah, Diddy Tuffy, is hilarious a, in there. I'm mind fucking you. I'm mind fucking you. Tuffy, as a former well, caddy, Caddyshack must be like your Citizen Kane, right? I mean, you gotta love it. Yeah, it's seminal <laughs> for me. Exactly right. Yeah, it's no Tin Cup. <laughs> That's a, that's a much better golf movie. <laughs> what else did you watch, Tuffy? Uh, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> I, I've never seen <laughs> it. Does that have Tara Delvine in there? Uh, I don't think so. Or is that Mila no. Kunis? Mila Kunis. Okay. Huh. And it is yeah. bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is bad. Hmm. Yeah. Any, uh, Jank, in there have, you ever seen, have you ever seen Juniper, uh, Jupiter Ascending, Jank? 
I know. <laughs> but I've heard nothing but terrible things and seen some terrible <laughs> reviews, so I made sure to yeah, never go uh, near that. <laughs> it's bad, it's confusing, it's I don't yeah. There's Eddie Redmayne's in there and he is just the weirdest performance I've ever seen. <laughs> that guy would be but, uh, I think that guy's weird in real life. He's probably real good. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause the Matrix uh, fellas or ladies, I don't know where they were in the spectrum at the time, but they made that movie. <laughs> oh. All right. The and it's, it's, yeah, it's much more um, Matrix Reloaded than Matrix, I would say. <laughs> Ooh, that's no good. Nobody wants that. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody wants that. What's the so one yeah, with Cara Del Levine or whatever her name is? That's kind of spacey like that. Valerium. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Planet of a Thousand Cities something. Yeah. Long story short, I want to fuck that girl. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Uh, she's super hot. Right I think she's a Caddyshack 2 in the ladies. All right, Watch um, some Suicide Squad there. or something. Oh yeah, Jank, she's good. Man. Jank, did you go to the movies at all this week? Uh, I went to go see Crawl yesterday. Crawl, Crawl. Yeah. Yeah, with the the house floods with the alligator or whatever. <laughs> yep. How is that? Uh, not so good. Oh, I mean, yeah. they it looks like they did spend some money on the alligators, so they looked halfway decent. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. And I guess it's why doesn't that girl just walk up dip- the stairs to, to the upstairs and just shut the door? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the conceit is there's a hurricane going on, and she can't find her father, and no, no one can get a hold of him. So they, she goes into the hurricane area to try to find him, and she goes down into the like you know the the crawl space essentially to try to find him, and he's unconscious and bleeding all over the place. Uh, and so she's trying to get him out of there and herself out of there, but an alligator bursts through and breaks the stairs. <laughs> so all right, because I guess it's such a big alligator that it could just knock out all these wooden stairs, no problem. Hmm. But the water is just high. from there, and there's a yeah. At, at that point, it's not that high. It kind of gets higher as the movie goes along. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Um, oh, so does that come into play at the end? Like, now now there's so much water yeah. that can just float up to the door. Oh, all right. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but and, uh, uh, there's, a, there's an episode of Perfect Strangers with that exact same plot. Further in the basement. <laughs> Standing <laughs> You know what's weird? Did Bouncy get an subject, but, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, but They, yeah, they got off. They, they're... They saved themselves, but yeah, it was a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Not to change the subject real quick, but for whatever reason, I watched the Perfect Strangers theme song on YouTube earlier tonight, and that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> you did? I just, that's I just great. typed yeah. it in and watched it. I don't know what made me want to watch it, so I just watched it. <laughs> well, because it's great. Yeah. It's just a feel-good that's song. Yeah. It is. You know what you should do is it's go a, watch a long uh, Leftovers. Theme song, you want some Perfect Strangers. Well, what should we watch there, Cuppy? The leftovers. The leftovers. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, watch The Leftovers. A lot of Perfect Strangers yeah. references in there, yeah. Mm. I want Tuffy to watch but, Twin uh, Peaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of gators, Jank, have you gone to see the, the Humboldt Park gator up there? It's all the talk <laughs> of Chicago news these days. Uh, no, I, I've had bad experiences I, with Humboldt Park in general, whether there's a gator or not. <laughs> I don't know what this What means. does that mean? There's an actual alligator yeah, in Humboldt Park. What's Humboldt Park? Yeah, there's a gator uh, on the loose in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of alligators loose in Pittsburgh. They've caught four or so in the last couple of months, four or five. <laughs> really? What is yeah. happening? I don't know. It's like uh, the lizard. Spider-Man better get rolling. <laughs> I hear you. So Humboldt Park's an actual park, or it's, that's the name of a city? That's the name of a park. <laughs> yeah. In oh, Chicago. Okay. I got you. They have good food. And so that, they used to have a, a big concert festival there called Riot Fest. I went there a couple of years in a row, and then one year uh, while we were there, my car got broken into <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if live around there. Uh, I don't really care for going there either. No, it's very for whatever scary. reason though, <laughs> when I hear Riot Fest, I think that there's a lot of Fred Durst involved. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would fit in with it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I wouldn't be too surprised. But luckily, no, none of that went out there. All right, Maybe the riot squad will show up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they broke up, apparently. Yeah, Ruby had shoulder surgery, and she's going to be out for a really long time. Because they even referenced Sarah Logan this week. Oh, she's a former member of the riot squad. Yeah. She was wrestling somebody this week, wasn't she? Yeah, she fought, uh, was it Nikki Cross, or was it Bailey? Oh, it was Bailey. They did that beat the clock. Beat the clock challenge. Beat the clock idea. It just makes the other two wrestlers look like terrible. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna yeah. see can beat you guys faster. Like it's yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of them's really? Carmella and one of them's Sarah Logan, and it's like, well, I thought Sarah Logan was a Viking, and she loses to fucking Bailey in like a couple minutes. <laughs> well, I, get the fucking I think Bailey beat Dana anybody Brooke. up. Yeah, I think Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Oh yeah, 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 it was. Carmella, who did Carmella lose? Oh, she lost to Nikki Cross, right? The next night on SmackDown? I think the next night, yeah. 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 I like Dana Yeah, Brooke Extreme Rules this weekend. Sure. I know Jank's excited. Mm. Uh, but, Larry, are you looking <laughs> forward to Extreme Rules? I am not looking forward to Extreme Rules. <laughs> well, we got a, a, a big weekend of wrestling. On the WWE Network, we got an Evolve show Saturday night. And that's going head to head with like uh, AEW uh, fight for the fall. And AEW has a show tomorrow. You're saying? I believe so. Fight for the fall, and right. Cody Rhodes is and wrestling then, again already. Uh, I don't know if he's wrestling or not. Actually, is that the one with him and card. Dusty or Dustin? Yeah, then maybe yeah, them and the Young Bucks, right? So, uh, yeah. Larry, did you watch that? Something like that. Uh, Tuffy, did you watch that AEW show? The last one that was on. Uh, fighter Fest? Fighter Fest. No. Yeah, it was, I don't know, Larry. This AEW stuff is not that great. I don't know. <laughs> the pre-show was uh, atrocious. I liked it. And uh, <laughs> I didn't watch the pre-show. I didn't I didn't see the pre-show. It, it was an abysmal. So, uh, was that just like a regular pay-per-view? Uh, you can watch it for free on like Barstool Sports or something. Like, you can just go no. on there and the Bleacher Report. 
It's Bleacher Report. Bleacher you can stream it on Bleacher yeah. Report. Yeah, so like the pay-per-view tomorrow, you can watch it on Bleacher gotcha. Report for nothing. Yeah. Well, NASCAR's on but tomorrow I think night, so I'll be busy. Well, you can watch it anytime. Like, you can always just go on there and watch it. The big thing that yeah. came out of that was uh, Cody Rhodes getting hit by the chair by uh, Ty Dillinger. Yeah. yeah. And he split yeah. his head open. That was pretty rough. Um, but uh, I don't know. Eh, I wasn't... Like the John I liked Moxley it. And, I like uh, I like the AEW. I'm enjoying it. That was gross. I don't need that. They did a that lot. Was it wasn't really crazy. a match. It was just like one violent thing after another. It wasn't no like a story. It wasn't a match. It was just let's see what we can throw barbed wire on each other. With. You know, oh, that was right. Yeah, I I hate barbed wire. <laughs> I hate thumbtacks. You know, we were just uh, yeah. you know we, why didn't you just get out the fluorescent light bulbs and I don't know fuck all that shit. It ain't wrestling to me. <laughs> At one point in the match, Jank, uh, Dean Ambrose took off uh, Joey Janela's boots and his socks and forced his bare feet into thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah, Tom, <laughs> Sticky Atomic dropped them onto it. It was gross. Did you see Joey Janela and Enzo Amore square yeah. up at the Blink-182 concert the other day? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and and apparently people were blaming Enzo, but apparently Janela started it. And Janela just said they were at the concert, and he was walking around, and he saw Enzo in front of him, and he just says, "Hey, I'm Joey Janela. Would you like to fight?" And then Enzo turned around yeah. and said, "All right, you want to scrap?" Like Enzo didn't start it. People were blaming Enzo, like being an attention whore or something. But it was Janela that started it all. And by the way, Enzo would beat the piss out of that kid. Like he, you could like, tell just by the way he stood that he was gonna beat the fuck out of because that Janela looked kind of scared at that point. He kept backing yeah, away. Yeah, Janela didn't want any of it. Because here's the thing: Enzo looks like a little guy on WWE programming, but in real life he's like you know six one, two twenty, two thirty. You know he's a big dude, and like oh, he's much he bigger really than big? Janela. He's a big guy, but he he looks so small when he's standing next to all the WWE guys. But he's like, like a legit yeah, when he's with big Cass, I, I assume oh he's probably like five <laughs> two and Cass is seven foot or whatever. But he played like college football. He was, he was like tall. a safety and stuff. Like he he's a legit athlete, strong dude. So yeah, like Janela is like not a strong dude and not in shape. And uh, yeah, don't fight him. Yeah, well, <laughs> you could just tell by the fight stance that oh he's gonna wipe him up. <laughs> You, you can almost see he was even kind of laughing. Oh, shit, I probably made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I drank one too many beers, and two. Why am I a grown adult at a Blink One Eighty Two concert? <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Loser has to stay at the Blink One Eighty Two concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Even Little Wayne doesn't want to be at a Blink One Eighty Two concert. <laughs> who does? Who does? Even who oh, doesn't want to be there? The tour. <laughs> They were co co headlining with Little Wayne and uh Little Wayne just like quit in the middle of a show or something. Oh. Said, All right, I think I'm done. Didn't even one of the guys in the band leave? Like there was only three of them now, isn't there only two of them? It's not even a band. Yeah, one anymore. of the original members is oh, no wait, longer. With them. Is it Tom DeLong? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he Tom left to go uh like, search for UFO. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought he was way into the UFO scene now. Yeah. Um, uh, getting back to the, the wrestling extreme rules layer, we got the Undertaker and Roman Reigns teaming up against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Really? Is that a match? Is it 2019? <laughs> yeah, what, is, that, is that a match? Fuck that shit, man. Fuck uh, that. I, the, 
I don't, I don't give a fuck about any of those assholes. But, but so there are like some the good main matches event? on the card. I, I don't know. It probably will be the main event just because it's Undertaker and Reigns. Uh, but there are some good matches yeah. there. You got well, you got Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and I guess they put made that a handicap match because Bliss has been sick lately. She's had a sinus infection or something, so uh, they wanted Jesus to have Christ. Nikki there. Um. Oh, you got uh, Seth and Becky versus uh, Corbin and Lacey Evans. And if they lose, they Yawn. lose. Yawn. Now, the Four. only way this story makes any <laughs> sense is if they lose, right? Like, Corbin and Lacey have to win the belts. Otherwise, you just wasted three months of nonsense. Like, Becky Lynch yeah. was the highest, like, most over superstar in WWE at WrestleMania time. She main events WrestleMania, and since then, she's been feuding with Lacey Evans. Yeah, so the only way it makes sense is if Seth loses, and Seth has to lose, not Becky. Yeah, because they're, they're having their romance and everything on TV, so they have to, like, the storyline has to go somewhere, so they have to lose, and one of them has to turn on the other one, right? <sighs> <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, oh, we got the least Davis, amount of chemistry style. between a real couple I've ever seen. <laughs> That's what everyone's <laughs> saying, yes. Um, so awkward. Like, even that Mike and Maria yeah. have more chemistry than Becky and <laughs> Seth Rollins. You know, he's got good chemistry. So Haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Who has good chemistry? Uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. There's something going on when those two yeah. come out. Yeah. There's something. Oh, <laughs> but, um, God. I'd love yeah, to smell those fingers. Um... What uh oh speaking of the fingers, Larry, uh AJ Styles is wrestling Ricochet. Now the US Yeah, title. but we've now, seen that like the last the, two weeks though. Have you heard the uh are you aware of Ricochet's sex tape that got leaked? What? <laughs> no. Yeah, Ricochet had a sex tape. Apparently apparently it leaked uh, well he's with uh Casey Cantanzaro down in NXT, that's his lady, you know, the little ninja warrior. Yeah, lady. okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, apparently this tape is from years ago, and it leaked before, and then it resurfaced like a couple weeks back. And the, it's a video of uh, Ricochet just jerking off, and he's sticking his own finger up his ass. In the world of leaked sex tape, that's probably the most embarrassing one you can have, right? <laughs> well, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're jerking off with this, sticking your finger up your ass. Yeah, that ain't that ain't a good look. And and the tape resurfaced right before. Why did he right record this? <laughs> Maybe he was who like else had like, the tape? I'm guessing he was probably skyping with a lady, you know, or something, and like she recorded it. And I don't know. Uh, let's hope that's what it was. <laughs> but, um, do you think he's standing or do you think he's laying down? Like how do you how do you work both at the same time? Frankly, I. <laughs> I can honestly and thankfully say I have not seen it. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But if you want to see it, you can search for it and find out for yourself. But I'm good. I don't really want to see it. Uh, like, I'm struggling but, uh, to, like, pat my head and rub my tummy at the same time. I'm yeah, definitely got... not jerking off and fingering my butthole at the same There's no rhythm going. I know that much. Yeah, I can't figure that out. Without worrying about that, yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh the other, like, that video resurfaced right before they put the belt on them. So I thought, oh, well, they're probably not going to put the belt on them. But they went through with it anyway. I guess they don't seem to care. So what are they going to do? Well, I, didn't, I never heard it. I don't think any of us had heard of this, so it can't be that big of news. Uh, I mean, you're oh, deeper into the wrestling scene than we are. Yeah, in the wrestling community, it's pretty, it was pretty big news. 
And I guess even on Raw, if you pay attention, someone may have made like Corey Graves may have made a little reference to it, like a veiled reference. Oh, really? That's <laughs> what I heard. I didn't. I didn't hear the actual soundbite, but someone said they made a uh, could have made a reference to it on Raw. I don't know. Um, so yeah, but AJ's back with the club, Gallows and Anderson. That's awesome. I like that. So we're gonna get. Yeah, AJ. but I, I, I once again, I don't get that because now. Already the club's fighting with each other. It's only been a week. How are you guys sick of each other already? <laughs> I don't think they're really fighting with each other. But I, I just think here, AJ. They are be... fighting with each other. They keep like, oh, AJ, you used to be cool, but you ain't cool anymore, man. Like, they keep doing that kind of shit. And then AJ's always like, you guys used to win matches. How come you guys don't win matches that was, anymore? That was like, like three weeks. That was before they got back weeks. together. Yeah, that was before I hear they got back together now. Yeah, you're missing out on the story. They'll break that up uh, quick. They'll break that up quick. I don't think so, because uh, Gallows and Anderson just signed new contracts, and I guess that's the reason why they signed, because they're putting them back with AJ. But AJ should be going after the main title. He's not – forget about the U.S. title. That's not for AJ. That's for other kids. AJ should be going after the main yeah, title. Yeah, but yeah. once again, the belt doesn't mean anything, Mike Dell, but that match <laughs> is going to be much better because Ricochet and AJ can put a good match on. The only problem is we've already fucking seen it for the last two fucking Raws. <laughs> So now I'm just watching a third <laughs> Raw match. You shouldn't what? have had them fight at all. You should have just fucking talked about I hear it and then, yep, and then just did it once. That's the biggest mistake they make. The, the, the guys on pay-per-view should never face each other until the pay-per-view. Uh, but we do have that happening in one match, Cesaro versus Aleister Black. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I've ne- I like never, that too. Yeah, yeah. there's never there's touched, been no... never done anything together. No, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And, like, the whole buildup was good with Aleister Black just begging somebody to come knocking at his door. Yeah. And, you know, next week somebody knocks at the door, but you don't know who it is. And then this week they reveal it's Cesaro, and it's like, oh, fuck yeah, I want to see this match now. Yeah, Cesaro's tremendous. Um, yeah, so then, that'll be a good match. Uh, what else? I think there's another good match. Well, is that, who's, is that one's on there? Is he fighting anybody? Oh, I don't know. Here, let me, um, let me look it up. Oh, there, there's a last man standing, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. yeah. Something. Um, uh, defending uh, the Kofi title. Kingston yeah. and Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Samoa Joe. I would really like to see Samoa Joe win. Uh, what about, do you think Brock cashes in? Heyman said Brock's going to cash in, but he probably won't. But No, no. That'll, That'll be at, like, yeah, SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah I can see that. Um, um, let me ask you this, too. Do you guys notice any real change? Other than Kofi Kingston giving the finger to Samoa Joe and Corey Graves saying, holy shit, have you really seen any <laughs> difference in Raw since Bischoff and Heyman took over? It seems like the same uh, shit that I've been seeing. Two Two weeks ago, Raw was great. And that was supposedly the first episode Heyman did. Last week's Raw was not so good. Or, I mean, this week's Raw, whatever. Not that great. Um, and, and SmackDown was, like, bad two weeks ago, but good this week. So, I don't know. It seems like the same shit, you know? Because yeah, WWE would always have, like, one really great show to get people excited again, and then the next five weeks would be shit. So, I think it's still that same pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they do one really good show, and then... Shit. So, they did that thing where they uh, ask Shelton Benjamin a question and then he just kind of looks <laughs> around and goes away. That's hilarious, though. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what they're doing with that, but it's fucking funny. I just like eyes Shelton darting Benjamin all over the back. Great. Really good. 
Yeah, yeah, Shelton's great. And, and hey, Oscar was on TV because, of course, at Extreme Rules, the Iconics are defending their titles. Again. Oh, wait, no, they're not. They're not defending their titles. <laughs> Speaking of Raw, who who is this like uh, tag team that call each other Fam? Oh, the another NXT the kids. That, the, the are they profit, any good? They seem fun. Oh, yeah. They seem funny. Yeah, the, they don't. Yeah. Talk, they really don't give too much mic time in NXT, but they're giving them premier mic time on Raw every week. So uh, the Street Profits are great. Um, the, the the breakout star is uh, Montez Ford, uh, this the skinnier guy, the lean guy. He oh, the, the like the other guy better. Angelo Dawkins is the other guy. He's good. He's okay. But uh, Montez Ford is like he could be like the next Shawn Michaels. That guy is so freaking good in the ring. He's so talented, so athletic. Um, like he's green in the ring in terms of you know wrestling stuff, but his athleticism is off the charts. But he's married to Bianca Belair, uh, you know, the mm. girl with the big long the hair. Girl with whip. the hair. Yep. Yeah. All right. But um, yeah, Montez so, is got, special. If, if they're the NXT Tag Team Champions, why are they on Raw every week? Are they going to try to well, start feeding them up there? Are they? It, all right. It seems like they're trying to appeal to the teenagers more. So they mm-hmm. want to push. They think Ricochet appeals to teens, and I guess the Street Profits uh, get a younger demographic. And also, Larry, all the teens like sticking had, a uh, finger up their butthole. <laughs> that appeals to the kids. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yourself. The kids love fingers in the butthole. Uh, but um, Larry, at the last AEW show, the Fighter Fest, they had a on the pre-show. They had a team called House Party, I believe, or Private Party. Private Party. That was their name. But they were uh, two black fellas who were very similar to the Street Profits, and they seemed to get a good response from the crowd. And then miraculously, the next week, the WWE called up the Street Profits. So I think they want to establish the Street Profits and make them popular before Private Party gets on AEW in October. So then, by the time they come on TV in October, they'll be like, "Well, they're just ripping off the Street Profits." You know what I mean? So I yeah, think that had something to do with it too. Um, well, I'm trying to think of anyone else on that card. Uh, There's the SmackDown tag match, the Daniel Bryan against oh. New Day against Heavy Machinery. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that was a thing. All right. Uh, yeah, so that should be good. Um, it feels like I'm missing another really good match, though. But, uh, maybe oh, hold on. I'm looking them up. Be... The Revival versus the Usos. Oh, that will be really good, guys. For the Raw Tag Team Champion. And uh, Drew Gabagulak is fighting Tony Nese, because I can't miss that I love, one. I love Drew Gulak. He is so awesome. <laughs> Gabagulak. He was awesome. How long is this thing be? I hear ya. <laughs> I, I I think they said there's ten matches on the card, right? So that's going to be a long yeah. show. Can they split yeah. the pay-per-view brands again? Yes, please. That's the worst thing they did was combine yeah. uh, Keep the brands separate. Just have them on the big four. Have them combine on the big four. Otherwise, yeah. And here's the other thing: neither, neither side take the Undertaker because we don't fucking need it anymore. Because <laughs> I heard they're trying to set up an Undertaker versus Sting thing now, and I'm like, what? Uh, I don't know. You what know, like year is it? Yeah, I don't. They posted a pic. They posted a picture on social media, like. Could you imagine or something? And they had a picture like Sting and Undertaker in the ring together. But um, I guess like Undertaker a folks home or what? <laughs> yeah. Like, Apparently, Undertaker wants to work with Drew McIntyre in like a one-on-one match. Um, but 
Oh, oh come on. on. <laughs> well, I want to work a one-on-one match with somebody, but, you know, I can't because okay. I suck, but I'm still better than The Undertaker. <laughs> I'd like to work so on after that Saudi Arabia match, The Undertaker still wants to wrestle? I think That's here's what what's saying. going on. Remember his final match ever was supposed to be against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and that match wasn't any good. So he's like, well, I can't retire on that match. I'll come back and do another one. <laughs> So he came back and did that one with him and Kane versus Michaels and Triple H, and that match sucked too. And he's like, well, I can't retire on that one. So then he did the match yeah. with Bill Goldberg. And he can't, so he's going to keep going until he has a match he can actually tolerate, like it was actually acceptable. But <laughs> Well, I mean, he's Mickey Rourke it's going to be rough because he's, yeah. he's terrible. It's going to be rough. They should he's just put him in with like AJ or Daniel Bryan, like someone who could give a good yeah. match with him. Um, but otherwise, here's what they should do. Undertaker versus Sting, and they just bang their wheelchairs into each other. <laughs> Winner, who, whoever knocks the other guy over in his wheelchair fucking wins. So you get the fucking wheelchair. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of WWE champions real quick, uh, there's a Hardy Compound event going on right now, Puffy. Did you spend your $100 to get your Blitz ticket so you can play the Blitz? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. These are the ones where it's like, okay, so I can do the, like, it was the same with the NWO thing where it's like, oh, if everybody yeah. does all of their blitzes, it's like, if I do a hundred blitzes, we can get to level yeah. four? <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Dude, that, that yeah. NWO event was insane. We reached, we have one of the top factions, top 100 factions, and we reached the second milestone, and that's it. <laughs> There's like, it's like, yeah. it's like, what the fuck? What did they expect? Yeah, we were like number do? 67 overall, and we reached the second milestone. <laughs> Oh, good lord! And we weren't even close to the next one. But uh, yeah, a no, yeah, hundred dollars to do a blitz. Come on, Larry, are you gonna spend it? Hundred bucks? Come on! Oh yeah, you know I love myself <laughs> blitzes. Those are always fun. And they like don't yeah, update do, think... their events anymore. They never tell you what's happening in the future. Yeah, no. Unscopely. Well, apparently there's a SummerSlam event starting Monday. Oh, it's nice. SummerSlam event, so yeah, so they they just posted oh. something earlier tonight about SummerSlam. I'm saving up my training points so I can max out Oscar. So yeehaw, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another thing with them is it's impossible to get people the four star silver now because you can never get those four star gold tokens anymore. Well, well here's what I I thought the same thing, uh, Tuffy. I thought it was gonna be really hard to do, but I went on a string there where I got. Eight uh, gold medal tokens within a span of uh, like five days, and I, so now I got Brock Lesnar ready to go. I, I just kept pulling those fucking Russo yeah. gold medals. I don't know why. Well, here's the, where are you pulling all the diamonds from? Yeah, what was going That's on? The thing. There was some event where I was getting diamonds um, somehow. I don't know, but I was getting all these diamond pulls, and each one was getting me a gold medal. And so I was like, oh, it's nice. Was it those those crates from the last event, maybe? I think, oh, Those yeah. Like, crates, I think, had that. Uh, yeah. With the prize wall and everything. Remember, like, the Edge event had that prize wall, and you could get the Yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I was just racking up the gold medals, and I got some uh, NWO belts. So I've actually had a lot more luck since they changed it. Because before, I but would it get went from like, two tokens every 20 times. It used to be three to 5,000 diamonds. You would definitely get one of the gold tokens that you needed for the Not, specific class of person. Not now it's you need 5,000 to do a poll, and you don't even get do- gold tokens. Uh, 
but I'm, or you I'm can spend you, a I'm thousand not, game cash. It's been much better for me since the Switch. I used to get maybe one token every 25, 30 pulls. I had the worst luck on that shit, so I'm happy with the Switch. I don't yeah. Know. But, uh, Tuffy's not it, happy. And nothing yeah. worse than get, saving up to get a thousand diamonds. You finally get to do a pull, and then you get five Jericho lists. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? so. How are they still using that, by the way? I thought they were wiping still that game of him. And what about... Like, I still, I uh, fought Dean Ambrose yeah. earlier today on a tour. Like, I thought you were <laughs> yeah. done with Dean Ambrose. Yeah, that is interesting that the competition has two guys in the game now. And Stardust. And yeah. Goldust. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's a lot. A lot. Maybe they'll be like, the street Big Cass. Team. Why is Big Cass still there? <laughs> Why don't you just slap black hair on Big Cass and call him Drew McIntyre? <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, Tuffy, I decided earlier today the next acrobat I'm leveling up is going to be Neville. I'm taking him all the way to the top. Mm. <laughs> all the way to the top. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we were talking earlier like about, like, or something. Uh, I like Neville. It's great. Well, we were talking yeah. earlier about leveling up somebody that nobody else would bother leveling up to four stars just to have somebody nobody else would bother. So I was thinking maybe Jinder. Yeah, I got the red Big Show. I don't think anybody else is leveling him up. (laughs) Who? Giant Big Show? He's he's not bad. Giant Big Show? Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, Red Big Show? Mm. Because I didn't have any other good powerhouses, and then, like, as soon as I got him to four stars, I got Vader, I got uh, Sheik, and they're all sitting in Star Bronze still. Yeah, Vader's really good. Uh, Yeah, I I think I want to go Neville, and then for the show, but I'm like a junkyard dog. Just so I can grab them cakes. <laughs> well, the people to level up are like Tina and Triple H because they're always in the events, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I just want to use the junkyard dog, JYD. You're like the six Roman Reigns that they have in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I hear you. They, they do repeat a lot of the same right. fucking people. How many of the same um, guys? Well, Jake, let me ask you this. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Talk to Jank. I'm going to get the bag of plantain chips. Oh, oh you're <laughs> going to eat them live on the air. Um, <laughs> yeah, <plus> well. <laughs> Jank, have you listened to Fat Man Beyond? Have you ever listened to that? <laughs> uh, Yeah, I used to listen to it all the time. Then when it became like the video and they just started doing all those live shows and stuff, I just kind of lost interest. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I haven't listened to it very I... recently. I I listened to an episode today. I had never listened to it before today. Uh, It was an episode, I think it was from like, uh, it was from, uh, I think January, because they were talking about Captain Marvel coming out in a couple weeks in February. And it was a live show, and, you know, they were talking about Justice League a little bit. Kevin Smith was talking to... uh, like he met some people that worked on the cast and how they had a different version of the movie that they had filmed but didn't release and all this kind of shit. And then they like then they took questions from the audience. Is that like a normal thing? Yeah, from what I understand, yeah, which is kind of part of the reason I don't <laughs> care for that show anymore. Yeah. I didn't Pretty like much any show that interacts with the audience, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's never I good. I agree with you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's I, why yeah we so don't it was all right. That's true. <laughs> you know, you know who hates interacting with the audience? Doug Benson. Do not 
talk at <laughs> Doug's show. He will flip the fuck out. <laughs> That's fair. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He hates it so much. All right. Uh, I'm trying to see. Yeah, that's all I got written down. All right. Well, I, I just opened up my bag of Bar Nana, the super banana snack. <laughs> These are organic ridged plantain chips with Himalayan pink mm-hmm. sea salt. They're paleo, grain free, and vegan. And what uh, the fuck does paleo what does green, mean? Green mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's grain free. Uh, the ingredients are uh, plantains. Coconut oil uh-huh. and Himalayan pink sea salt. That's it. Three ingredients. How about that? Um, let's see. Well, what, what kind of fat content are we looking at? Uh, we're looking at nine grams of fat. Oh my god! And, uh, only one gram of protein. Seventeen. Couldn't carbs. you just eat a banana? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I sure. opened the bag and wow, you can really smell the banana. I can say that. Um, yeah. Why don't you just eat a banana? Eh. What am I, a monkey? All right, here we go. Well, you're, well, you're eating them now. Wow. Are they hard as balls? <laughs> yes. They're very crunchy. Because I know, like, the dried banana chips are hard as fuck, but they're very good, but they're super hard. It's like eating rocks. They they, they taste like a – the sodium isn't that high on here, but they, you can really taste the salt. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Not not terrible. It's kind of like banana. So what? I've never had a plantain. Salty bananas. That's what you're eating right now. Salty banana chips. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Has anyone ever had a, an actual plantain? No, because yeah. I don't know when they're ripe. Does it taste like a banana? I don't know. They were bit. fried. It was in uh, Puerto Rico when I ate a plantain. Wow, mm. Tuffy's been to Puerto Rico. Now, did they? Do they fl- fry them in like a breading or a coating of some kind, or is it just like slices of it fried up in oil? No, they're cooked. It's it's like mashed potatoes, pretty much. Oh, huh. I see. All mashed right. potatoes. I like mashed. And potatoes. did you enjoy it? Yeah. All right. I do not like mashed potatoes. They can kiss my ass. It's a people stodge. Can uh. Can really taste the banana. So once again, that's barnana.com. Go get some barnana plantain chips. You'll love it. I'll just buy a banana, dude. They're like forty-eight <laughs> cents a pound. <laughs> How much was that bag of chips? I'm guessing it was probably. Uh, since plantains are odd to begin with, I'm going to say they were probably at least four dollars. Yeah, I don't remember the exact cost, but I'm guessing probably about four fifty somewhere around there. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's not a huge bag, probably like eight or nine ounces, ten ounces somewhere. In there. <laughs> um, it's it's less than that. I'm guessing uh, five ounces. Five ounces. Oh God, Jesus Christ! So essentially, you're paying like almost fourteen, fifteen dollars a pound for those things. When you, you know how many <laughs> bananas you could buy for fifteen dollars? <laughs> Be stupid with bananas for the rest of the summer. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd, I'd yeah, like to try a banana. Good. They're delish. Yeah. All right. We'll see. They're very good. Uh, it's so right. weird well, that I'm telling anything. a 45-year-old guy about how good a banana is. 
Forty-four. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <clears throat> My bad. Hey, I'm sure. Give me another year. I'm sure I'll be eating bananas all the time. You never know. Yeah. yeah. What about an orange? Are any interest in orange? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever had an orange. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had one. What? Actually. <laughs> yeah, like when I was a kid, I never really ate oranges. I, I don't know. I never played soccer. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I want. I want for next Friday night for you to eat an orange on the air. <laughs> but, I mean, I used to eat, like, orange popsicles and, like, orange Jolly Ranchers and stuff. I mean, I know what oranges right. are, but I just <laughs> – Well, even still, if you never had an orange, you're 45. Here's the thing. You made two two trips to the grocery store this week. I'm sure you'll make two more trips by next Friday. On the second trip, get one orange. And then I want you to eat it on the air. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll see what I can do. <clears throat> I think every week we should just get you to try one regular old piece of fruit. Like maybe one, maybe the week after we'll get you to have a pear and maybe a peach. <laughs> I've had pears. And let's just see. I've had pears. I love pears. Right. Pears are the bomb. I, I used to like the Bosque pear. You ever have the Bosque Yeah. Pears? Yeah, I've had the Bosque. What about an Asian pear? Have you ever had that? No, <laughs> but I probably it's very good. It's in the shape of an apple. It's in the shape of an apple. It's round like an apple, and it's 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 meaty. There's a there's a good bit on it, and it has like a it it has a pear taste, but there's like a creaminess to it. It's very good. Huh. If you ever see an Asian pear, get them. They're they're very tasty. If you like pears, you'll believe me. I'm always looking for Asian. What about a plum? <laughs> you ever had a plum? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever had a plum, actually. Oh, all right. Well, plum, plum is on the on the list now. Banana, plum, orange. Next. Well, I've week. had a banana. I've had a banana. Like. All right. Well, we'll start with orange then. You say that like it's obvious have. you've had a banana, but you've never eaten an orange. Yeah. Yeah, you've never like had an orange. First, you know. When I first started eating the organic fruits and stuff, about uh, this is like 15 years ago. I went. I tried them all. Like I was eating pears, and uh, and I got an organic banana, got an organic peach. Uh, I got uh, that was mm. quite the taste explosion. But yeah, bananas were just like so sugary and sweet. Like I don't know, it was like a little. Yeah, they're naturally good. sweet. It's not like somebody's dumping a fucking bag of sugar into a banana. Like that's just how. I hear made. you, but I just don't know if I. I don't know if I like that sweet. Uh, I'm more of a salty guy. <laughs> mm. He doesn't like things with flavor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> this, whole, this whole taste thing, flavor, what is it? I don't like that. I just like to I really enjoy an orange because they're not really so sweet as much as they are a little tangy. A little, a little zesty. But if I eat an orange, how will this affect my scurvy? <laughs> It'll improve it. Uh, well, see, I don't know. It'll be less true. yellow. Maybe less like scurvy. Yeah, I, I need my scurvy. That's my calling mm. card. The scurvy. Well, most people don't walk around looking like a character from The Simpsons. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I have a up sun you can fall back there. on. Okay, going out to shoot the hockey, I'm getting some sun. So yeah. Uh, you're not wearing two flannel shirts when you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Only one flannel shirt. <laughs> All right. Oh, but so you're not I'm getting any shorts. Time. I'm wearing shorts, Larry. Oh. I, I put on the Adidas running shorts that I've had for like 30 huh. years. And I remember uh, 
uh, back in my marriage days, A minus, uh, she was getting clothes together for like uh, the, the needy, you know. And she's like, why don't I take these shorts? I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to need those. I'll need them again at some point right. in my life. And sure enough, <laughs> like clockwork, 12 years later, I wore the shorts. <laughs> you know what else I remember? I, I'm pretty sure I remember you several years ago telling me to become a man and stop wearing shorts. A man doesn't wear shorts. Well, well, no, a man doesn't wear shorts. But when you're, when you're going out to do something athletic, to like run around in the heat mm-hmm. and shoot hockey, you wear shorts. But like when you're going, you know, to like, you know, just out and about in the world, you don't wear shorts, <laughs> you know. But you're not so running you're around because like, there's kids who might see you. <laughs> but the, but you know, you like never know when a hockey game might break out. Run. I may not be able to physically run, but the intention is there, and you know, so <laughs> yeah. So let's just say earlier this week, Mike Dow, it was pretty much 90 degrees here with about yes. 600% humidity. Am I going to be sitting around my hot. house in jeans? <laughs> well, yeah. Why not? Well, not jeans. Are you a farmer? You don't wear jeans. You wear khakis like an adult grown man. <laughs> wear khakis. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, if I, I could find a pair of Mylek khakis, I would be wearing them with hockey. That's for Yeah. <laughs> uh. But, uh, Do the kids ever yeah, make the, fun the, of your legs? <laughs> no, I don't know. Like they say, <laughs> they figure I got you look like rickets. you're walking around on two frozen French fries. Do they ever say that? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the rickets. Look at that kid. He's got the rickets. But look at Dan Scurvy. What a combo! <laughs> after uh, going to looking at the, uh, I went to Dick's Larry because I had to buy a hockey ball. You know, so I just needed <laughs> one hockey ball, and. uh like it's it's interesting to see how the deck hockey equipment has changed in the 20 years since I've shot hockey. Like the coho sticks no longer exist. Remember this coho streak? Ah, I love no those. That exist. was my stick. I know. because oh. I I need a new stick too because my blade is like worn down like so skinny. Um, but I didn't get a new stick yet. But uh, like Mylek makes a version of that now. Then uh, I think there's a couple other hockey stick companies making them. But yeah, the the coho street revelations do not exist. Um. And then, so the when other, you were looking the, at the sticks, are they still making two pieces? Yes, I was shocked at that. But yes, they do have a, a large array of two piece sticks, like the wooden shafts and the plastic blades, like jammed on top of them. It's weird. But then, like they they have yeah, the fiberglass. They have some street hockey sticks, Larry, that are like eighty dollars. They're made out of composite, oh like carbon fiber. Yeah, and they're super yeah. light. It's ridiculous. You pick it up, you're like, you don't even hold them anyway. But I'm not paying $80 for a street hockey stick. Sorry. <laughs> I hear you. Especially since, it, like, you know, there were several times where, like, I intentionally broke somebody's stick and like, I just <laughs> slashed it, like, right in the middle just to crack it. But when Imagine you think about it, Larry, an that, $80 is still, stick. that is still a lot cheaper than a blitz ticket for the Hardy pound compound. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is true. Uh, but the other thing, like, uh, the ball I got is made by Franklin. Like, the Mylek balls, yeah. they still sell those, but I got a Franklin ball. And the Mylek balls don't have – remember how they had the Mylek logo, like, raised on the ball? Yeah, like so in a like, circle. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah. not there anymore. They're just all orange. Like, just all orange. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. And, uh, yeah, and, and the gloves I got were made by Mylek. Um, what else? I yeah, always liked the pink. The pink was my ball. That's the ball I like to use. Well, the pink, the pink was for like the the hot, but not super hot, and then the orange was for like yeah. the summer. You know? So so pink was used, yeah. but in the summertime, the pink would be too soft. So yeah, but I like it. <laughs> it's pretty. 
<laughs> you weren't exactly a stick handler, a handler of the ball. No. <laughs> I wasn't exactly anything. I was terrible at hockey. <laughs> but the, but the, you didn't like the pink ones in the hot weather because they stuck to the deck and it was harder to stick handle and stuff. So you liked yeah. the orange better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did not. I did not like getting hit with the orange. I can, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, the orange ones were hard. The blue is. Getting hit in the winter was the worst. Like, you know, a slap <laughs> shot and you take it off your fucking leg or whatever. Oh, my God. In the fucking winter, it's so bad. You just want to yeah, cry. Yeah, they made those blue ones. They made the blue Mylar yeah. balls for the winter, but no one ever really used them. You used the pink. But if you used an orange one in the winter, yeah, you could break those pretty easy. You could hammer them and smash them. Yeah. So, good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Why, here's what we do, Larry. Why don't you get a stick? And drive out, and we can shoot together at Twin Lakes. Come on. It'll be great. That's a long drive, dude. <laughs> you get to see me in shorts. Yeah, I don't know if I... I, don't, I definitely don't want to see that. I bet your legs are hairy and white. <laughs> well, mine are too, but I bet yours are worse. Yeah, I know. Like, real... well, why, why would they be thinly. anything else than that? Do you think I shaved them? What was... <laughs> no, but I mean, some guys aren't naturally hairy. Like, some guys oh, are pretty, right. like, hairless, naturally, but I, I don't see that with you. I see it pretty hairy. Like, I bet you got a pretty thick bush if you're not maintaining that bad boy. <laughs> well, well, maybe you'll never know, or maybe you will. I don't know. And here, here's my other thought, is being that, you know, you've been single for quite a bit, it, you're not maintaining it anymore. <laughs> Look like you got... <laughs> Look like you got Don King in a leg lock. Is all I'm saying. Possibly. Never know, Larry. Yeah. Unless you see uh, my yeah. sex video, you're never gonna know. <laughs> never gonna Have know. you ever seen? You've never seen Harold and Kumar go to, uh, escape from Guantanamo Bay. I'm assuming. Yeah, you're assuming correct. Yeah. yeah well, there, there's a scene where they show up at their buddy's house and he's having a bottomless party and he stands up at and he, it just looks like. That's what I envision going on downstairs with Mike Dell. <laughs> you got to get that head go off, your off, your, off your tummy stick, buddy. <laughs> off your tummy stick. You got to get that off your tummy stick. <laughs> uh, holy hell. Uh, Alberta. Letter Kenny. So Letter Kenny. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Alberta. So um, what do you right, like better, so, Letter Kenny uh, or Twin Peaks? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a weird comparison to make, but uh, uh, Letter Kenny. I mean, right? I mean, I don't. Well, well we, we got to see how Twin Peaks plays out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, you know, it's too early. I'm sure season two thing the wheels come off, right, Jank? Season two. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well. Mm. That's probably like week after week of harder right J. So we'll see. <laughs> that could be rough. There's still right, some good done? stuff even after the. Uh... Oh, there's still some good stuff even after the Lower Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what about weird, this new season? Was it solid? This most recent thing, like two years <sighs> ago or whatever. That's the thing. Whoa. Is it's it's very different. So if like if you're like me where you do like these early episodes, it's not that in the least. <laughs> it's much darker. <laughs> it's much more David Lynch, just 
not making any sense <laughs> and being like, but here, I, try to interpret this. But I heard it got good reviews from other critics and stuff, so I'm, I'll watch it. Some people liked it. it. I know even Kevin Smith has kind of said that he loved Twin Peaks, but this new season was not really his thing. <laughs> so hmm. it seems like it's divisive. Well, we'll wait for Tuffy to watch it, and he'll tell us. Yeah, Tuffy. Come on, man. Yeah. Just watch one episode get that every day. Back, I guess. Oh, yeah. you don't have Netflix. Well, that, that, that's oh, that makes it tough. Things. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. I did watch right. uh, one other thing. Oh, all right. The documentary on, I think, Amazon called Perfect Bid. About the guy who. Oh yeah, Larry uh, watched that a while ago, right? Uh, Price yeah. 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 Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. What a loser, though! Like, how much time are you going to yeah. devote to the <laughs> yeah. fucking Price is Right price guide? Well, Jesus but you know Christ. that guy sitting at home going, "What a loser!" They did twelve years of this fucking radio show that no one listens to. What a loser! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, at least I got a thousand dollars. I think that's what he won when he was on there. Like after all that, didn't he come out with like a grand when he was on there? He could something like that. He could buy yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He could what? He could buy and it was sell around, off. Is it maybe five thousand? Hmm. It's pretty sweet. Five grand. Yeah, he's good money. That's 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 fifty Matt Hardy blitzes. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be stupid in Matt Hardy points. Uh, fucking a. So, uh, all right. Um, well, thanks to Tuffy. Thanks to Jank. And uh, original Janksters, what's going on? Anything planned? Uh, yeah, we'll be recording again, I think, Monday. Um, and a new episode should be up Sunday. What's what Sunday's episode going to be? If you're calling yeah. to talk to us about <laughs> Blink 182, you just got all last week. So w- what's the what's this Sunday episode going to be, and what are you guys talking about Monday? Uh, this Sunday we'll be talking about um, the recent uh, like uh, DC animated movie of Batman meets the Ninja Turtles. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Was that any good? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was okay. It didn't right. blow my socks off or anything like that. Is it campy well, I, Batman I, or serious I, Batman? It's definitely campy. Like, they put him in, like, the blue costume. So you know you're oh, going nice. camp. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. I didn't I like mind that. Um, right. Hey, Jank, I, I read a headline this week that the, the new Joker movie is not going to be about the Joker at all, really. <laughs> well, they said it's not like following. It's not going to follow the comics. Yeah. yeah, they're doing their own thing right. with them, and they said fans are going to hate it. That's what, yeah, that's what you want to do. Is are going to hate. Piss off the fans right out of the gate. <laughs> you guys are going to. Well, it's probably like smart one. to do that now and say, you know, get ahead of it, <laughs> so the people don't go to the movie and then be like, "What the fuck was that? I bought my money back." Oh, uh, Larry, I think Hulu has Venom on now, right? The movie Venom that you love so much? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it over there, but I've already seen Venom yeah, a couple I, times. I think I did see it over there. But uh, All right, so, so Jank, you're talking the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman, and then what on Monday are you recording? Uh, I just kind of 
come to that conclusion before the uh, the show here, but I think I'm going to make Pete watch Edge of 17 finally. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. He's not happy about it, but... <laughs> yeah, so, so like Pete doesn't have a say in this matter? You just tell him what he's going to do and he has to do it? Like, wow, what a guy. <laughs> yeah, we kind of switch off every week. Like, I'll pick a movie and then next oh, week, okay. you know, he picks a movie, so... Well, you know what? If you were doing that with Larry and you told him he had to watch Mulholland Drive, he still wouldn't do it 18 years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might now. <laughs> yeah, now, now he likes David Lynch. But, uh, Jank, yeah. let me ask you this. I got two questions real quick. When I was listening to uh, that Fat Man podcast today, they were talking about Batman Beyond. Have you ever read that? Because it sounded like an interesting storyline. Is that is that a decent comic, or, or you have no idea? Yeah, um, I mean, it was originally a uh, a show on the WB. Uh, like the kids' WB, it was kind of a spinoff of the Batman animated series. Um, the comic, I don't think, even came out till way, way, way later. <laughs> um, oh, I, I have read some Sorry. of the comic, but yeah, the TV series is probably your best bet. Um, and honestly, I like that a lot. <coughs> well, Jack, um, just like a futuristic Batman, like he in the future. Yeah, it's basically well, like you know, a little a couple years in the future. Batman's probably in his seventies by this point. Um, and he's had to quit being Batman just because he was so fucking old and <laughs> couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but a new kid comes along and he kind of takes him under his wing and trains him to be the new Batman. Yeah. So and the, uh, the crazy thing up. is, like, there was some uh, there were like some Justice League episodes later on that kind of tied into this and we revealed some like major things that I had didn't even know about for years, and then I finally caught up with that and like oh shit that like changes everything a little bit <laughs> so i would definitely recommend looking those up as well all right all right and the other thing was uh they were talking about all-star superman do you know what this is because they that mark bernardi guy seemed to really love all-star superman <laughs> but i don't know what that means he's on a baseball team i think that was a comic <laughs> I believe it was Grant Morrison and uh, Frank Quietly um, a couple years ago, and I think it was like a 12-issue limited series. I believe they did do a DC, like one of those animated movies on it. Uh, I have not seen it or actually read it, but I believe the premise was like Superman was dying. Like he had some kind of disease or something and was dying, and he only had a limited amount yeah. of time left. That does sound familiar. Did they That's make an it? animated version of this? I think yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. And I, and I think it has something to do with him having to fly into the sun or something. Or, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. He, that that dude really good said things. he really loved it. So. All right. Uh, yeah, unlike the All Star Batman and Robin, which everyone seems to hate <laughs> for good reason. Well, what is the, but, what, what I'm getting at is what is the All Star like connotation? Like, what does that mean as far as the the comic book goes. What what makes them all stars? I think it was just because of the the people that got involved, basically like the writer and the artist. Like they would get big names and have them just kind of oh. do stories that didn't have to tie into regular continuity. You're just like, hey, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like how pretentious and egotistical is that? Yeah, I want to be in an all star show. Well, you fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's got an ego, Mike. Though. They're like the yeah. – right, we're going to get cut uh, off here up, in, a, uh, in about a minute. Forensic guys. All right. 
All right. So uh, thanks to Jank, thanks to Tuffy, thanks to Larry, and thanks to Twin Peaks. Uh, and uh, next yeah. week, and m- maybe Cousin Brandon. I don't know. Maybe Jim Ivino. Yeah. I doubt it. I doubt. Maybe it. let's try and get an old Twin Peaks cast member on the show. Maybe that'll be something we can do. Old Sterling Fent. But more yeah. than likely, it's going to be Tuffy <laughs> and Jank. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have I'll do Tuffy a good log lady log. impression. Yeah, that's right. He'll hold the log and pretend to see things. And Jank can wear a red suit and talk backwards and dance during the show. (laughs) All right. Pass the gin, Governor. Oh, wait. Go to edit19books.com. 19books.com. Go there, buy books, have Mike Dell edit something for you so he has some work. Pass the gin, Governor. <laughs>